everybody, welcome into the Bits and Pieces episode 73 of the podcast. And as always, uh, we're going to be talking about some gaming stuff that we've been playing recently. We've got some gaming news and maybe someone will be giving us a joke of the week. Just to cover for Beth's joke of the week, because, you know, <laughs> she's not with us as much anymore. She's on hiatus. She's on a very long hiatus yeah. <laughs> in <laughs> Beth's hole. <laughs> yeah. The uh, highest of anuses. The highest of anuses. Um, so let me introduce my two co-hosts. There today we have, as you just heard, uh, the Freddy Show, and we've got our very special guest. Uh, welcome, warm welcome back to uh, We're Jelly Yoga. Welcome in, guys. Oh, thank you very much. How are you doing? You, How you, are you good? Well, you said there'd be cake. Um, I, I haven't received cake yet. There is cake, um, but you don't get I that. I do have until... a quick question. Which, I, uh, uh, which one of your co-hosts am I actually replacing? Is it Beth or uh, Bacon? I'm not quite sure. It's Beth. It's, you got it's the Beth. Week. Right. It's Beth, yeah. So, so you've got to come in with the joke of the week, I think. Oh, no pressure. <laughs> right. I'll lend you my voice while then you can sound like Beth. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can. yeah. <laughs> I'll just yell in teabag and some you know, random un- uh, innuendos every so often. <laughs> and then uh, actually... Actually, actually, <laughs> basically, 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 that was it. I basically, I got it right. Just for reference, like, oh, you're not going to be able to hear it on the, on the, on the discord, but yeah, just for reference that if anyone wants to hear it, there is, I did do a, 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 a parody of the uh, Top Gear intro. And it's, all, it's yeah. available on the, on the discord. If anyone's interested, join that discord, bits and pieces discord. And uh, yeah. There's some, right. there's some that parodies that we made. Like so good. I, I, so funny. I can play it, I can play it at random, but uh, you, you can't hear it for, for our Discord. I'll try and get it in the Discord, but um, yeah, if you want to listen to it, there is a parody of us um, doing an intro. There's some Freddie rants. There's some, there's yeah. some, we had some great, oh, we've had some, we've got some moments. We've got some Oh, moments. yes. In fact, not, not it's any pressure, but if anyone does actually follow or uh, subscribe to the channel, there's some, there's some, uh, uh, new new sound emotes that I've added just for the subscriptions as well, which you can do now on the Twitch. Um, so something that they added not so long ago. You can actually eh, change your your uh, notifications. There's uh, Twitch notifications. Um, yeah, so you can have like so if you, if someone raids you, you can have a sound effect as well as a little picture, and I've you, you can edit it. You can have a use their own um, samples, or you can do in, introduce your own, which I've done i think i think alex has done as well, some as well expense um anyway uh so let's get on with the show because uh, we're rambling uh as we always do uh so yeah as i said at the start we're going to talk about some games that we've played most recently a little highlight spotlights and stuff that we've done and we're going to look at the gaming news there's obviously there's a little bit there to talk about and i probably at some point you will hear some of us one of us or all of us uh ranting about something because that's what we <laughs> like to do uh, so, without further ado, um, we should start off then with our um, our sort of gaming highlights of the week. Uh, yeah, because this is more of a well, that's actually it's a bit of a combination because I both both myself and Freddie have played a couple of games. Um, I don't know if you wanted to yeah. actually get the ball rolling on this one, Freddie, but um, yeah, and then yeah, we're coming to and we're obviously jelly. Sorry, is what, what one we're going to cover first? That's that's the thing. I I, what, I, what I think well. I think what we should do, let's go with halls of um tournament. Uh, halls of tournament is actually torment. 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 Yes. 
Pause of a tournament. Yes. It was a good good one to start. Let's go with that one first because it's a short, and then we can build up. Short and sweet, that's what, and we'll build up. Said. Yes, that's what she did. Say. There we go. That's the first of the night. So I start a counter. We're we not going to get the uh, the beeping on this. Let's get ready. This, not, this, not, uh, not not this one. <laughs> right. Or or all the other game, David Divers. It's all going to be for Dab. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's still to come. Yeah. Coming up. <laughs> Coming up. <laughs> Coming up on today's podcast. Pretty <laughs> show has a rant right, yeah. about a game he actually likes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's only I can do that. Yeah. And I. I'd like to be angry yeah. about. And I agree to disagree. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, Halls of Torment. There's a nice little. Um, it's actually a nice little find that you found, uh, that you found, <laughs> that you came across. <laughs> um, yes, I did, yeah. I think it was, yeah, uh, was it, wasn't it uh, Gold who initially... It was, yeah, I came across it come by watching Asmongold, yeah. He was saying like it was the best game ever for $4, four dollars or whatever. I was like, all right, let me check this out. I ended up buying it like five seconds later. <laughs> it's like three pounds or something. Um, yes, yeah, so do you want me to start, Mr. Steve? Yeah, you, you are joining at some point. Oh, yeah, because no. I've not played it or downloaded it, so, uh, so it's all um, new to me. So Halls of Torment is a uh, sort of bullet hell roguelike auto fire. It's a very much like Brotato um, in terms of gameplay, where you run around, but instead of like, a, a enclosed area and very limited sort of movability, you explore a giant map, or maps in this case. Now, I've only played about six hours worth of this game. It I know it sounds like a lot, but this game is huge. And um, it's also very skill-based, so you unlock the tides to how good you are at the game. Uh, I suck at the game, so I haven't even beaten the first map yet, uh, but that hasn't stopped me, stopped me trying. Um, so there's three classes, but you only start off with one, and you start off with, well, there's actually six in total, but you start off with one, and it's, uh, you start off with a swordsman who um, has some sort of shockwave attack on his sword, so he has like a range, and he has a limited uh, uh, sort of tone of of ability to attack with, and you basically run around killing monsters, getting XP. It's very much in the in the vein of Vampire Survivors. If you've played Vampire Survivors, you will recognise this style immediately. It's very very similar to Vampire Survivors, but it also has a hint of um, sort of Diablo One, Diablo Two sort of um, cosmetic feel to it, sort of aesthetic uh, in terms of the the where the characters look, the, the bad guys look, the abilities look. If you've played Diablo 1, it'd be very, very familiar. Um, and Gauntlet. Like, yes, and Gauntlet, yes. It's, it's very sort of fantasy RPG, um, you know, hordes and hordes of demons, undead, you know, wizards, giant demons, skeletons. I haven't fought much else, so I don't know what else is in the game. Um, but it's just loads, loads of all that, loads of that to, to beat up. And uh, so the waves are timed. Every wave lasts 30 minutes, and your objective is to uh, get to the end of that 30 minutes and fight the end boss. And how you do that, I hear you ask. Well, you, while you kill stuff and chop off demons' heads left, right, and center, you do actually level up. You, you farm the sort of XP crystals they drop, and as you get higher level, the, uh, the XP gets higher and the mobs get harder to kill. So that leveling up actually becomes a bit more difficult as you get as you progress up the levels. Um, on my heart, my best is my swordsman got to level 46 before I got killed. 
Um, then then that time you get skill abilities that you find. These are like little posters on the map. They're like glowing yellow scrolls. You have to head towards to, to claim them. And then you sort of collect them and you power up and it gives you various power-ups. These are all changed later on in the game. Once you've beaten every boss, every level, um, you unlock all the powers. There's a, about 100, I think there's about 50 types of powers you can you can get. And every one upgrades to about six, seven times. And so there's lots of builds and stuff you can play with. There's loads of gear as well. Gear is viable uh, in this game. Um, when you kill a main boss, he drops a bit of gear. Um, and with this bit of gear, we'll give you various upgrades, like crit chance, crit damage. And then the bit I've got to now, I've started unlocking sorcery uh, items. So now I can uh, summon skeletons that fight for me. And I can have like, five at a time. And you can find a skeleton ring. You can find imp ring, which summons demons, which you can find um, now and you can fight now and again for you and then you get like various builds like fire builds fire damage and then so on and so forth basically stuff that's built for um classes in the game to sort of build around and how you keep these items is that you you find an npc i can't remember his name it's just like you saved me he runs off uh, and then, <laughs> and then he, he's in your base and then you have to give him money to retrieve the items that you send up the well to him uh, every every land has a well that you put the uh, item. You can only put one item from every run in the well. So all I did was uh, any item I got that was really good. Um, for instance, there's an item you find immediately. It's a crown um, that has a fifty percent fifty percent attack speed for every enemy you kill. Um, so if you kill those those of them in like seconds, you get a fifty percent attack speed in attack speed buff, and that only stays into effect while you're still killing enemies. As soon as you run out of enemies, your attack speed disappears and you have to restart it. But this item is got the sort of start an item you get that you get to send up to him. Um, and then he charges you 7,500 gold for it. It's like, yeah, I, I, hang on a minute. I just sent that to you. Why is it not cheaper? But anyway, the gold is easy to earn. Um, you earn loads of gold. I think the average run is about 3,000 gold. So it's not hard to earn the gold at all. It might seem expensive. Then you've got the usual like level up sort of statue where you put your HP, damage, own uh, area of effect, um, passive abilities, regen, you know, pick up range and that sort of stuff to passive ability. So you mix that out and that makes it easier for you to survive the waves and unlock more stuff. Now I unlocked the archer and the flamethrower dude. Uh, I can't remember what he's called now, but he's, he's got a flamethrower and he's pretty fun. Uh, there are the three classes I've unlocked, but as a cleric, as a, as a, a sort of paladin type character, and then there's a sorcerer you can unlock as well. Uh, the the last one being like sorcerer is like the most broken in the game apparently from what I was reading on the forums. Um, and you you have to like go through the levels and tick it. There's, there's a there is a like a quest system uh, in one of the in one of the pillars on the right that you uh, sort of look at, click on it, and it gives you a list of all the um, things you can sort of earn in game and work towards. Um, the sorceress is on the second map. And you've basically got to kill the last boss and then you unlock Sorceress. Um, and that's basically how you, how you sort of unlock classes. You've got to hit certain milestones in one run um, as as whatever class um, you pick. Now, my personal favourite is the Swordsman because he does so much damage. Uh, I find the Archer the weakest class um, because she just dies so easily. Uh, she might be the fastest, but it doesn't matter if you're the fastest because if you get surrounded, you can't, you've got nowhere to go. <laughs> you just die. Um, but early impressions for me is a very, very good game. Um, 
I, I wouldn't say it's game of the year material like a lot of people have said. Uh, that there's there's a, there's a game that for me it's far more fitting for that title. Um, it is a very good game though. Uh, it's definitely a solid nine out of ten from what I've played so far. But again, this isn't like a full review because I haven't I haven't played. I haven't unlocked the classes. I haven't played around with the builds enough. I haven't. You know, I suck at the games. I keep dying, so I'm never going to get. Probably going to take me ages to get to the next bit. Um, but uh, that's my initial impressions. What do you think of it, uh, Mr. Steve? Yeah, no, I, I liked it. it. I, I um, literally when I started, I started to see certain some game gameplay of it, and um, I think it uh, it was it was about just under four four quid, wasn't it originally? It's actually now just so for anyone um hearing this that was during I think I was during the sale it's currently four twenty nine so it's not a lot of difference it's only a, you know you're paying about another fifty p I think compared to what we paid for it when it first came out um it's the price of a mobile game isn't it it is a it is literally yeah like it's 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 nothing uh it's a cost of a pint well that well it's probably even dearer so it's probably yeah I think a pint's dearer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I think it's actually dearer you know, to buy a pint than it is to buy this so yeah. Uh, and this will last because obviously none of us drink, so yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed what I saw of it, and yeah, after playing sort of Brotato and getting involved in that, I'm like, that is now sort of gone to the wayside slightly. I'm like, I'm actually really enjoying what I've played of this. There is they're boasting on their Steam page at the moment, uh, three plus uh, stages, uh, un- stages, unique uh, environment. I've only managed to get to the second stages, but there are, you know, like it's like Freddie was saying, it's like a thirty-minute runs and stuff that you've got to try and do. I'm just short. I'm just getting shy of that thirty minutes. I'm like, I'm so close to hitting that thirty minute, and I was like, oh no, I've died. But uh, no, even <laughs> even if even when I'm dying, like there's there, there will be games that are I've played in the past, and if I died, I'd be like, oh, that's it, I'm done. Either either I'm yeah. just maturing <laughs> or getting better. Or I'm just finding it more chill. Uh, there's probably a little bit of um, everything in, in that, actually, as, <laughs> which might actually contribute to that, um, to me liking it. But uh, yeah, was, they're supposed to be uh, they're supposed to be about seven plus playable characters eventually in its early uh, access. Um, oh, is it early access? Um, yeah, yeah, it's 11 plus different uh, up and upgradable abilities, 12 plus uh, unique bosses to look forward right. to beating 30 plus unique monsters and 14 plus blessings marking you making you stronger for each attempt this is all from their early access content this is what they're expected to deliver so it's what expected to deliver. there was 150 plus quest to complete as well uh, so there's a lot of quests that you need to complete in right, in the in the camp, in when you when you first land in you're in a campsite aren't you so it's like you you could yeah. choose you could go to uh, there's a map selection. There's um, so you can choose your which map you want to play on. Uh, there's a well which once you do unlock it, like Freddie was just saying about, you've got to find some some character. Uh, the voice acting is 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 um is is laughable, but you know what? It's probably it's only done by uh, what one or two people. I don't think one it's a two massive people, yeah. Yeah, so I don't think it's a massive. Map. It's um developed and published. I'll just name the, the developers and publishers. I don't know if you mentioned them. Chasing Carrots, which is kind of, no, which is kind of uh, amusing because <laughs> a lot of their, a lot of the drops for food is carrots. So that's kind of, yeah, I guess that yep. makes sense. Um, which you need to get, you need to get some foods. That's, that's what you expect from sort of dungeon, you know, dungeon crawlers. Um, you know, you pick up food, you heal. Uh, you pick up, we- um, 
very scarce though. Yeah, it's very, very, very scarce. Right. Most of the time, it's gold, isn't it? Gold, yeah. or you get some. Power, I still don't know these power ups do. There's random power ups you get given, yeah. and I'm like, what the? What is this? It doesn't tell you. <laughs> Some of them, well, they don't you tell you. But uh, there, I've noticed there's like flame walls. I think it is like a you you can get like a little disc, like it's a little yeah. circle around you. You get which a is shield. Like a shield. You get a shield. Yeah. Yeah. I I was fortunate. I did a run where just as one finished, I, another one uh, came in. So I was really lucky. Unfortunate because I didn't get to that. That was like probably my best run. When I, yeah. you know, managing to get those little extra sort of um, uh, buffs, if you like, you know, to sort of help help carry you through the runs, you know, those shields or the or the um, that's, you get uh, other little things as well that help you. But uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, oh, the, 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 you have to collect like there's there's like magnets which help clear everything that you've missed, all those gems that you've dropped that because um, from hitting all the enemies. You, uh, they, they drop gems, don't they? So they, there's, if you you can't gather them all at once, there is like magnets which actually help give you the, uh, all of those gems. And because every time you collect a certain amount, the the level goes up. You're constantly leveling up every time, so you're always um, adding onto your um, to your build, which is good. Which is what I like about it. Um, the the leveling up it, it can be quite fast, um, even if you miss a lot of stuff at early on. Um, I, so do you always keep your level up, or is it something that disappears at the with no, each time you play, you play the game? No, I, well, you keep. Uh, no, I think once you, I think it all resets once you once you it lose resets. your level. Well, when you when you die, it resets. Yeah. Right. Okay. But the progression is the gold that you farm, um, and then the the quest progression is it all sort of ticks over. The only, the only quests that don't tick over are the ones that specifically state you've got to complete it in in one run yeah which is like one of them is like 750 million 50,000 damage with uh with the one of the orb abilities that you get and then once you've done that it unlocks a greater version of said power oh, okay so yeah there's most of the quests are like that you've got most of the most of the uh, abilities in the game have three ranks um yeah. so every time you level up you get a choice of skills uh, whether it would be like damage, HP, health regeneration, pure crit, pure crit chance, uh, or it'll give you, uh, if you've got an ability, it'll give you the option to upgrade that ability um, every time. And you, you, once you've got to the third upgrade, you then unlock the next wave of upgrades, but you've got to do the quest first, and then you get the the ones after that. Was what I was getting at when I said earlier, it was like 50 million like, builds, because there's, there's so many you can pick from once you've gotten past that milestone and the yeah. builds become ridiculous. Like, um, every, unlike um, other um, action games, every build in this game is powerful. Every character is powerful. Um, it all depends on how good you are at the game. This is primarily a skill-based game. Like Your survivability doesn't depend on your abilities. Of course, they help, and you picking the right stats also helps. But if you can't dodge <laughs> he's dead yeah. <laughs> you, right, can't avo- yeah you can't avoid anything you're going to die very quickly um because if you just stand there so for instance if you just stand there and just like with the archer and just stand there and just try and shoot everything you'll be dead by level six because you get surrounded and they all like gangbang you into oblivion um, <laughs> like like in diablo where they all pile on top of you so it's the same sort of thing you get you get absolutely destroyed 
um, if, yeah. you, if you stand still. So the, the best tip for this game is to keep moving. Just keep on, keep on, mo- keep on just, just swimming. Keep, keep on, on moving. Swimming. Yeah, keep on moving. Moving on. Up. <laughs> it is, yeah. But I, like I said, I, I just sort of basically going over what I've already mentioned. Is the, my enjoyability of it is that I, I don't. It's just trying to always better your. It's the same. With, it's the same with any of these types of games. It's always trying to better yourself every time. You're just like, yeah. Um, oh, I didn't do so well. Let me go back in. But I don't. I've never felt frustrated by it that I've got to a no. certain point. I, I, I've. Again, like I said, this either come down to the fact that I'm either maturing more and, and I'm playing, I'm just taking games at their stride now, or they're just, I'm just accepting fate and like that's it. It's it's <laughs> it's difficult. Yeah. It's, I think there's some game styles where you actually expect to die. Yeah, um, yeah. like um, Dark Souls and Bullet Hells, or sort like this one, where you go in there thinking, right, I'm just going to see how far I can go each life and then, you know, I'll respawn and I'll get a little better and then I'll get a little better where there's other sort of games. Um, I can't think of any of the top of the head, like uh, Call of Duty or, um, you know, uh, Mortal Kombat or something where you die and it's, you know, it's the end of the world. You're sort of, you're sort of looking at it and getting ready to throw the um, controller. <laughs> but it's like your mental attitude going into it. Um, that, you know, you're expect you, you go into Dark Souls expecting to get absolutely mullered. But um, you're going to get a little bit further every time, and get, and then you finally win, and you got that satisfaction. But um, you know, you go into um, Knights of the Old Republic, and you've got your character, and you've like uh, got all your force powers, and then suddenly you get shot from behind, and it's the end of the world because you spent all that time building your character, and you've got to go back and start again yeah. from a, a save point. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, so, but the, the best thing that the the gameplay loop is crucial to games like this. Um, if they make the death cycle frustrating, you won't play the game. Like I can mm-hmm. say, you, you'll just you'll just be like, "Well, I got that so far. I died. I can't bother to do all that again. Things done. I won't bother now." And and leave the game. If the, the thing is, Hades did it the best. Start off with, with yeah, roguelikes. And ever since Hades, game roguelikes have gotten better and better because they've sort of sort of mirrored the Hades gameplay, where death is integral part is integral into the game. So it's it's part of the gameplay rather than a part of a deterrent. Like your objective is is not to die. Your objective is to survive until you die. It's not it's not like oh if you die that's it. It's end you know game over. Time to yeet your controller across the room and never play the game again. Um, which is what a lot of games sort of sort of hard games sort of borderline on uh, um i think elden ring is a, a good example of, of borderline difficulty where um if you're not prepared or if you're not you know you know you leveled up enough or if you're not and you know you make one mistake and then that's it you, you're dead and you've got to do it all over again that to me yeah. that's frustrating gameplay that's that's not like i'm going to get better that's like I'm dead. I've got to do it all again because there's, you're not going to earn enough XP between then and that point and the, the boss you're trying to beat. And Especially you you're up, saving souls. Yeah. yeah you've got to exactly. go and get them all. You've got to go and get them and then you've got to leave that and then go off and do a you know, farm for hours and then come back and yeah. you know, be over-leveled for it. So it's not... It's not or if you're not falling play. off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Riding your horse off a cliff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Rolling backwards off the cliff as well. <laughs> not, not um exactly not eating yourself off a cliff yeah 
Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's a fun little game. Um, it's definitely uh, a surprise how good it is. I, I yeah. bought it because obviously you get a two-hour window with Steam to refund any game you buy. Um, I got to like 89 minutes. Uh, I fact, no, I didn't even check it. I, I checked my gameplay. It was like 3.7 hours. I was like, oh, shit. There's some people in this game whether I like it or not. Um, so, it, but, you know, I was, thankfully, I, I, I liked it. And, and I don't usually agree with Asmund Gold's opinion on things, um, especially video games, because he's, you know, he's, he's like Marmite. You either like him or hate him. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a very, I'm very glad I come across this little gem of a game. Um, I'm glad the indie developer's doing really well out of it as well. As he's not the only one that's been playing it. It's been quite a lot of little big, big streamers and um, YouTubers have been playing the game. So it's nice to see a, a little, the little, the little dev get a lot of um, sort of money and feedback and money to put into the game. And they've already said they're going to reinvest it all and carry on building the game, making it better and better. But I think it'll be better than Vampire Survivors um, by the time they finished it. That's sometimes a double-edged sword, though, where uh, you get the um, the big YouTubers and everything playing a game because often they don't like disagreeing with each other because uh, then they've gone out on a limb and that's made them a big target for the other people's fans and then they don't like that. So a game could be absolutely shit, but because one of them really liked it, they'll all say they liked it. Yeah. This is sort of the knock-on effect in it. If exactly, a, yeah. If a, if a big streamer says, I like that game, most of the time everyone will be like, oh, I like that game. They won't, yeah. want be, they won't want to be a going against the grain. Um, exactly. I will. Um, it's crap. <laughs> yeah, but they, they, it's crap. It's crap. <laughs> sometimes they bury a game, and you, you sort of think, "Well, were they playing the same game as me?" I don't. Yeah. I, yeah, they're not always right. No. It's, yeah. It's and again, they all sort of leap on it, and all the fanboys leap on it, and yeah, it's and good to game. see that they've um actually uh, going with a uh, a small pit group of um, people who are not getting to give them a kickback, obviously. Yeah. So, uh, fair play to Asmund Gold there for um, actually putting his neck on the line almost. Well, he's always been um, an indie dev uh, supporter. Mm-hmm. He's even got his own company that specifically looks after indie dev dev games. And he's got his own sort of Twitch expo where they just showcase indie, indie games. They don't touch any AAA um, games at all. I can't remember what it's called now. But um, he's, you know, he's, he's not... <laughs> Activision? Not, is it? No, not Activision, no. <laughs> um, it, it's Expo something, I can't remember what it's called, really, but it's, um, I saw an advert for his video game company on, on YouTube the other day. I can't remember what it's called, but he's, you know, he's, he's, he's pretty good when it comes to indie games. I mean, when it comes to AAA games, he, he will say his opinion, whether he likes it or not. Um, the thing is, with, with games like this, if it, it can get, I can say it can go the other way, if a big streamer sort of Pisses all over the exactly. parade. It's then it kills that game off, and then they never get a chance to improve it, uh, or it just becomes a dead duck. And I wonder how many times that's happened. Um, well, Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, one of them. Um, but indie games specifically um, mm. would have been would have been worse because it, if they if they think they got oh, got a bit got a bit of jackpot here, a big streamer is is mentioned our game, and then he's like, this game's garbage. It's been yeah. very disheartening for the um, developers in question. But that being said, um, Halls of Torment is a solid game. Um, I'm not sure if it's coming out on console. It probably will eventually. Um, but at the moment, it is on Steam. Um, I think it's... How much, do you know how much it is, Mr. Steam? Yeah, it's £4.29. £4.29. So £4.29 for the 
for the price of a couple of packs of sweets or the average pint, I don't know what the average pint costs these days. Probably about probably, ten quid. Well, <laughs> more, more than that, as we yeah, yeah. yeah we have yeah, twelve just, pound. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's cheaper to drink petrol at the moment. I think. <laughs> We're not condoning that, of course, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> drink pet- don't drink petrol, don't, kids. Don't, 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 don't drink petrol. Yeah, yeah. Drink absinthe instead. <laughs> yeah. Drink pure absinthe. Better for you. Oh, absinthe. I, 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 I actually thought you, think you said Am- something else then. Amaranth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think I said? Uh, Amaranth. Amaranth. Oh, God. Oh, God, no. I, I don't think you can get that in a bottle. No, you can. Oh, you oh, you can. You can. You can. You can. Yeah, I don't, I don't recommend you drink it. I don't know where it's been. So I don't recommend you drink it. Well, it's advertised enough on our own streams. Since how you went, caution, <laughs> caution may contain, yeah, but um, plastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on that note, I think we can move on. <laughs> Should we go to the next game then? Yes, yeah, <laughs> um, actually, uh. Because it could be this is going to be. A, I think we saved the the, the more better one. Uh, Jenny, do you do you have a uh, game that you want to talk about? Like as a, uh, as your, yeah, I'm, as your, I, guess. I won't go for um, Diablo Four. There's a game I've been playing, Star Trek Resurgence, and it's um I think it's gone under the radar a little bit. Um, I don't know why. It's very much a um, it's like a Telltale. You know, the Telltale games, like the uh, the Batman and things like that. Yes. Yeah. But it's it's like they've upped it a bit because it feel it's a Telltale game, no t- no doubt about it. You know, the um, you've got the uh, uh, choices. It's pretty much on rails. So you come to a thing and you've got a choice that comes up, and you sort of uh, uh, you sort of say A B C, um, and that sort of um, uh, influences how people deal with you. Um, but it feels like Mass Effect. Um, like your choices really, really do matter. Yeah, you know, like if you are sort of going to be a, a nice person, then the nice options there, and you really sort of feel like I pressed that, and something good happened. Or if I'm if I'm a bit of a git to someone, it really did piss them off because the you know the, their total attitude changes. So it's like they finally sort of um, instead of like cobbled together a load of scenes, it's very smooth. You play as two characters. Um, I won't. I can't remember the names because I can't remember them. One of them is a, a like a um, uh, the number one, um, and uh, she's uh, uh, she's newly promoted. And she the first thing you have to do is you go around and you start talking to the crew, and how you talk to them sort of influences it. And it comes up quite quickly that um, you get to a position where I'm, I can't I'm trying to think of how to say this without ruining the plot, where you have to make a decision. But how you actually spoke to this person who was nondescript on the way in really affects your options when you come to um, do this. Because they'll do their job when you ask them to do a scan, but then there's they might go that little bit further because you was nice to them. Or you um, were, you you can actually sort of be um, an authority figure. So when you sort of say, do this scan, they do their job properly. But if you turn around and you, you, know, you sort of uh, basically look down on the way in, they will just do a sort of a surface scan of this anomaly that's in front of you. But there is another bit where you're actually um, taking the control of a, a new engineer. So it's like a lower decks bit. So you've got the um, the story with the commander and then a story with the guy down the lower decks. And he's coming up against um, one of his friends appears to have joined uh, the Star Trek Secret Service. And that story is going on. And it's, I'm really looking forward to finding out how these two intertwine. Because a lot of the characters sort of intertwine. 
Um, they appear in both characters' bit. So you like go in there and you can see um, how your decisions have influenced what they've, you know, what they felt when you said certain things. Um, and then you can go and see what happened when that other, your other character did it. When the, uh, so when you're the engineer did it, um, you can sort of see how they reacted to them. And like some of the people you've got to deal with, like there's a commander um, who is really nice to the person of his rank, but an absolute git to the person of the lower rank. And there doesn't appear to be anything you can do or say that uh, this poor guy at the bottom who can uh, to actually make him feel good, uh, make him like you or treat you fairer. But the other guy, he, he's like sucks up to you. And it's really fun to sort of see that that play in there. And that sort of all adds to the atmosphere. And when you actually look down at it, you've got a choice of three keys every time. Um, yeah, yeah the, the three options. But it really feels like these three options matter. You also have like your tricorder, so you go around and... Um, you scan various things like there's a, a scene where you you're trying to go through a um a lower crosswalk and it's got a trap so you have to scan it and you you scan for um biological chemical and uh electrical or mechanical sorry and by doing the scan with all three you slowly build up a picture of what this trap is and how to um how to get around it uh, and that's quite clever it's, it's it took a little while to sort of get the hang of that you've got to get all three to mesh. But once you've got the hang of that, it's really easy. It's a matter of sort of like, okay, I'm going to scan for electrical first and you look for um, uh, the, the glowing bits and then you scan that and that tells you sort of, okay, you found that this, this thing runs off DNA. So then you go for a biological scan and you find the DNA and then you go for um, the chemical scan and it's sort of, all right, I can now combine all these together and that gives me the uh, a whole DNA strand that I can now use to get past this section. Um, the interaction with uh, like the antagonists are all around you. Um, you. You have to be quite diplomatic, uh, and like you're, you're, there's two races you're dealing with who are at war, um, and you're sort of trying not to pick sides whilst staying within the prime directive. Um, but at the same time, you're trying desperately to get round the prime directive by, by finding all these excuses to sort of uh, all right, but. If they do this, then we're we don't we're, we're not affected by the prime directive, so I can actually do this. So you you sort of getting in there, being really sneaky and sort of uh, to sort of almost tricking them into doing something. But as I say, all you have is um, you know on Xbox you've got the uh, A X and Y, and that is your three options. But it feels so much more and so bigger. That's why I sort of say it feels like Mass Effect, that sort of breadth of game and that sort of interaction. But it's a telltale game, and it's sort of slipping under the radar. I haven't seen many people play it. I haven't seen anyone stream it or even talk about it. It's been around for a month or so. Um, I actually stopped playing it for a bit to um, go on to Diablo, um, but now I'm back on it. I'm really enjoying it, and it looks good. It really does look beautiful. I mean, it's not like the blocky, like some of the, um, uh, like the one with the werewolf in it, or the uh, cartoon, uh, not cartoon characters, the uh, fantasy characters in uh, like you know, the where where Mister Wolf and all that lot. I know what you um, mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they looked a bit sort of like cartoony. This this is like really good graphics actually. So I'm can't remember it was who it's by, but um, I think it is by some of the people who did do Telltale Games, but not by Telltale Games. Oh, the Wolf Among Us. Is that what? Yeah, that's it. Wolf Among Us. That's it. Which was a really good game, but yeah. um, yeah, you sort of uh, seem always seemed a very sort of jerky that uh, Wolf Among Us, like you. Yeah. Uh, so almost like it was a, like this is this scene point and click. Then you go into the next room 
point and click. Whereas yeah. this, you, you're actually walking around and you walk, it's walking through the ship and you feel like you, you, know, it's, uh, you are actually going somewhere in this big spaceship. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd say I, I heartily recommend it. It's, uh, if you like Telltale games or you know, Mass Effect story games, uh, I th- I'd say it's, it's one to look out for. If you don't like um, games where you, you know, you you have to you have to admit your options are limited. No matter how much it feels like they're not, you are admitted to three buttons. Um, so yeah, you there is a limited so, uh, sort of scope of what you can do. But I suppose the replayability is also there. Is that you can then go through and take a middle of the road, a um, a, you know, a, a git and a, a nice person and keep doing it. <laughs> Oh, so, so it's nice, nonchalant, yeah. or dickhead. <laughs> and it does have Spock and Commander Riker in it. And yeah, the guy I... who actually played Riker actually is in it. So they, they managed to get a few good names in here. But didn't he, um, didn't he like phone in his performance? Like, that was one of the complaints I saw about the, the game, that he, he basically, his lines were delivery like the worst in the game. Like, I, I would say that's from people who never watched Star Trek. Yeah, that's what I was saying, because he, <laughs> he sounds the same to me. I was yeah. like, it's just Riker. You've never watched Star yeah. Trek. You, you wouldn't know the difference. Like, exactly. I, I, I saw that and and, so I, and I looked at it and I thought, um, no, it, it, that's how he acts. <laughs> yeah. He's he is um, no Jean Luc Picard. Um, no, no. You've got a Shakespearean actor and you've got the guy who was uh, who really should come out with a pawn tash and uh, yeah. Yeah. saying that he's a uh, you know are you stuck stepmother uh, stepmother. Yeah. But I think the, one of the other reasons why it's, it has flown right under the radar is because of Star Trek. Star Trek has massively dipped in popularity recently. Uh, this is a different. Well, it's appearing on like all the paid channels, isn't it? Like um, Paramount Plus and things like yeah, that, it, where it, a lot of people so, don't have. Yeah, but the P- Picard, the P- new Picard series, damaged Star Trek massively. Um, only the third season has redeemed it somewhat. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I watched the season one of Picard and. Uh, the, the Sheer fucking hubris of, yeah. of season one. Um, that just definitely just put me in a bad mood about Star Trek. And then the second one, I just gave up all hope of it ever being good because um, it wasn't Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. Number two is it season two? Is it even Star Trek? It's, I don't even. It's like it's like Call of Duty in real life. You know, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's like it just doesn't, doesn't. It's not Star Trek. I don't know who wrote those two seasons. I know season three. Season three had a different writing team, and it shows. Um, and he, but the one thing I didn't like was how uh, how vehement uh, Patrick Stewart is at defending season one and two. It's like, no, mate, it's crap. Let's admit you're wrong. <laughs> no, it's, it, it wasn't very good. The ratings are proof in the pudding. I think that actually ha- hammered um, the um, sort of popularity of the Star Trek games. Yeah, because sometimes like you you have a season one and you sort of okay, I'm going to accept that this is just setting the scene, but it'll start yeah. getting better by the end of it. Yeah. All right. I start getting better by the beginning of season two. Yeah. Oh no, it's actually shit. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, now, also, Star Trek Discovery didn't help. Um, there was no, no, one. that was terrible. That was, and then like the, I can't remember what else there was. Oh, uh, below, the, the, don't you dis below decks? Below decks was awesome. The thing is, lower decks is again. It's it's it, Futurama. It's again. They didn't do any because again that wasn't a low. Like, I didn't mind it so much. I thought it was quite. I loved it, but it was future. It might as well been called Futurama. Yeah, but it, a lot, again, a lot of people didn't like that. Like Star Trek, hardcore Star Trek fans were like, "This is crap." 
Like, oh, and, and that, and that's, and that's the the demographic, unfortunately, that we're left with with Star Trek. All the all the casual Trek fans and all the you know all the middle of the road Trekkies are all like, yeah, we'll just you know whatever. Yeah, so we'll we go with this. This is fun. Yeah, a bit of yeah. And then a few, and then the, the the real one, the ones that are the most vocal, the ones that it listen to the most, unfortunately. And uh, I think the Star Trek in general has become a bit of a joke amongst the, the sci-fi scene. So this game, if you you know wrap that all up in a package, this game has. Although it's really good, and I've seen it, I've watched it, I've watched a bit of it. I'm uh, maybe maybe you can stream it one day, Jelly. I'll watch it. Yeah, <laughs> but yes. it's it's. Uh, I've watched some of it, and um, you know, it intrigued me. But there's too many other games out at the minute for um for me to play it. I might get it in the sale. Yeah, it's getting um, lost in the mix, definitely. Yeah, so it it definitely needs its. I think if it hadn't been Star Trek and it had been based on like a, its own like a different sci-fi universe, um, it might have done a bit better um but that's neither here or there but it's a definitely a good game and mm-hmm. it's very it's very story driven um very character focused so it's also a very slow burn so if, if you're not like um into slow burn story driven games you'll be bored within an hour two hours of playing it so if you never if you never like the telltale games in the first place you won't like the style of this game yeah if you, if you don't if you don't like the telltale style of games you won't um, see past that. No, you know. But if you do like them, you'll you, you'll see you'll forget that that's uh, like the the core mechanic in it. You'll you'll actually sort of ignore that after a while and just start focusing on the the story and the interactions. Yeah. Or as I do, uh, coming back to a month again, uh, month afterwards, and thinking, was I nice to that person, <laughs> or was I get to that person? Um, get all the way through just to giggle. No, no, you've got to be nice. You always got to be nice. You never know. Never know when it's yeah. going to come back for you. Uh, I always play the bad guy now, just because I always play the nice guy. So I'll, I'll be after oh. the other road. I'll be renegade for life now. I think. Oh, <laughs> Paragon for life. Yeah. <laughs> Does this fit anywhere within the Star Trek universe? Does it? Like, oh, it's definitely um, not canon. Not right. Yeah, it's no, not it's, canon. Not, it's not canon is at it all. Literally no. just made. Is it just made for like fan base? Is it? I think it is. Just it's. If you was if it wasn't sort of released by um you know onto Xbox and everything, if it was released as an indie title, you would say oh it's a fan made uh, fan made game, yeah, not a uh, one made by a you know a medium sized company. So who like okay just so that we're getting up a bit of a picture like who would it be aimed for just like Telltale fans or like, it's aimed at Telltale fans. Telltale tell, yeah. fans who have a very Good, like big interest within Star Trek. Then, yeah, um, yeah. I think Telltale fans who have sort of not had another another game in years, really, is it? They they don't need to be, yeah. So, so they can, yeah. Oh, I just wanted to get a better uh, look at it because, like, I'm I'm very I'm interested in within Star Trek stuff. Like, I've played Star Trek games before. I'm sure you know. I've even had yeah. uh, uh, some sponsorships, frankly, uh, which I don't. I. I I refuse to do now out of principle. Um, but um, anyway, <laughs> that's another story in itself. Um, but yeah, I, I know, I'm looking at, I was looking at some trailers. It, it, it is interests me, but like whether or not I, it can retain, whether I, it can retain my interest long enough. I, I guess it the comes trailers to, don't do it justice. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it comes down. Yeah. To, yeah. I was just looking at where, uh, where can I actually get it from? You say it's on Xbox. I think it's Xbox, PlayStation. I think Epic Games as well, right? So Epic Games exclusive. Would have said Epic, yeah. It's not on Steam. 
No, no, no. That's why I was just trying to look for yeah. it while she was talking. I was just yeah, trying to look it's for it. 29.99, I think, on Epic Games. I, I will actually have to say it's not a £30 game. It's a £20 game. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, at £20, it's a, it would be an absolute must-have, I think. Um, at £30, I think you've got to think about it. I bought it when it came out, when it was discounted, so... I got it uh, for under 30, but it's not a 30 pound game. You're, that's probably another thing about it. If you've got it and you've started thinking, well, oh, actually, I'll pay 30 quid for this, um, you, that might sort of tarnish your view about it, I think. Yeah. Okay. But I yeah, mean, that, yeah, that's my game. Yeah, that's your game. <laughs> what, would you, what would you give a rating out of 10? I, I would, would probably give it a, a solid seven. There you go. Yeah, there's, there's plenty more that, you know, Definitely signs for improvement in there, but for what it is, um, I, just, I don't, as I say, I think it's a little bit overpriced, um, but for what it is, I think it's a really good game. I think it's a, you know, it's, it's going to take you a, a good, you know, 15 hours or so. I said, I'm quite a way into it to actually complete. So you actually do get your value for money eventually, but, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I like it. It was just, just for the, um, it feels fresh the way it's done, but even if you just take out the Star Trek bit. So, yeah, no, I'll, I'll give it a, good, a solid seven. Yeah, okay. Awesome. Cool. Okay, so I think we should go to the main um, the main event on in this section uh, because, obviously, this it's a much bigger game um, out of the ones that we've spoken about so far. In fact, it's probably a much bigger game. Uh, it could be one of the biggest games of this year. What am I talking about? I'm talking about, of course, Dave the Diver. Oh, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Which has to be by far one of the. Oh, I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a gem. Like to come across, I I, I spotted this game ages ago, and I I really regret not buying it when I first saw it. And I it's it's one of those games that I spotted because of Twitch. You know, I saw a streamer do it. I was like. Oh, it's a dive. Oh, is it? I I didn't take to it straight away. I've got to be honest. I I looked at it and I thought, nah, maybe not. It, uh, massive mistake on my behalf because yeah, yes, since then the I have obviously yeah. I mean, I've now got it. But yeah. um, when I first saw it, I thought it's um, and I I don't own it because I'm on Xbox, obviously, and it's not on there yet. But I thought, oh, this is going to be another sort of it's Cookie Mama simulator, except with the uh, uh, the little tubby guy. Yeah, but it's not. It's that is part of it, but it's um, it's not all of it. It's not like you know. Well, let's try and juggle fifteen things and try and serve up a burger with uh, uh, mm. two of them with lettuce and two of them without. Uh, it's it's a much bigger game and a much better game than that. Oh yeah, without a doubt, this this game is phenomenal in size and and um, the scope and. The amount of things that they do in this game is it's mind-boggling, absolutely mind-boggling. I, the, the fact that the dev team has implemented so many mechanics, so many things from different genres, so many things from different games, from cozy games to action games to dance games, yeah. um, it is absolutely. I just recently done one of the dance segments um, <laughs> as a dream sequence, and I was blown away by how good it was. Um, and the art style is, you know, it's sort of um, retro-esque, but it has this unique style. It's kind of modern, 
3D and 2D all at the same time, and it's like anime, and then it's not anime. Yeah. It, it sort of it sort of <laughs> mixes the genres so well, um, and it's just in sheer ingenious. This game, yeah, I can't. I've I've been enthralled by it since I've got it, and I've stopped playing it. I've mm-hmm. racked up 26 hours already since I bought it. I think five days ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just, I'm, every single moment I can play this game, I've been playing it. I've been streaming it. Um, we even did a, a little collab voice sec, a voice acting um, uh, episode as well on my stream. <laughs> yeah, um, hilarious. Myself, yeah. Mr. Steve, and, and B, and um, yeah, it's. Uh, hopefully, we'll do more of those in the future. But this game is just, I, yeah, I, I don't need to. I, I can't. I just can't express how incredible everything is. Like the, the story, the gameplay, the graphics, the atmosphere. The fact that you run a restaurant, you deep sea dive, um, and you run a farm, you run a sea, you run a sea farm. You then help an ancient civilization. You fight monsters. You fight giant sharks. You fight giant squids. You fight the sea itself. You you go fishing. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's just so much stuff. You you dance to anime songs and look at anime statues were a big part of the game. It's, you talk on the phone to there's so many cool characters. Um, the only thing missing for me out this entire sec, this entire game, is the voice acting uh, for the characters. But I, this game doesn't need it because you can make your no, own. No, it doesn't. But I would happily give the give the company thirty quid <laughs> to put voices <laughs> in the game. But honestly, uh, if there's any game deserving of DLC and more money to make this game even better, um, uh, this uh, uh, mint, mint, mini rocket, mint rocket, I think it is the developers. Yeah. Um. Just you know, absolutely. But it's it's been it's been in early access for about a year, and it only came out of early access, I think, a few days ago. Now I think I bought it when it came out of early access, or well, day yeah. after. Um, and I was watching uh, I was watching Insim play this game, and I was like, because I saw it, and then I forgot all about it. Like, because I, like, I thought, ah, oh, it's not my cup of tea. Like, I saw the I saw all I saw was the underwater section where these just Dave's just swimming around and like catching fish, and I thought, I'd yeah. that. no, I'm not that, I'm not bothered. No, it's a fishing sim. You know, indie fishing game, I don't care. And then once I realised what this game was about, I was, and after after playing Dredge as well, Dredge, Dredge really sort of sold Dredge me is good. On, the, on the underwater horror and underwater stuff. And um, so I was like, right, okay, there's 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 a horror element like subtones under this. Although it's this game isn't the game isn't like scary in any way, shape, or form, but it does have that, especially at the start with the. I'm not going to go into too many spoilers, but you sort of see this underwater squid sort of take out the transport and then the, you meet it as the first sort of major boss in the game. There are boss, you know, a game cozy. It's basically a cozy game with everything on top. It's like ordering your favorite Sunday. And then they, then the bar, then the, the uh, server goes, right, here you go. It's all your extra favorite stuff just whacked on top of it. Yeah. And then, then they keep adding it and building it and building it and building it. Every, every chapter you go past something else happens, something else new unlocks. Some other gimmick or gameplay mechanic will become available, and one and of the things that blew me away. Sorry, sorry, Jay. This one of no, the no, things no, no, that no. blew me away was um, around about chapter two. In the chapter two, um, there was a whole section on 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 Bancho's backstory, choppy 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 choppy, <laughs> on his on his backstory, um, and it was a whole game in itself. It was a visual novel about B- Bancho and his and what happened to him in the past. And I was I was like, what? Like, there's animation 
that you actually chop food <laughs> and prepare food as ban- as bancho, uh, and then it's like a whole thing in itself. And I was just like, this is amazing. Like this, this, this attention to detail, and they flesh out the characters so well. Every single character has a you know, unique backstory, and everyone in the game, even like the char dude, as his own as his own backstory. Uh, I saw that voice; it's the voice I think of now when, when old <laughs> comes along and gives you the gives you the gives you the Fisher decks. Or, yeah, it's the poker yeah. decks for fish, but he's got the Fisher decks. And uh, as, as definitely a retired Ash Captain on the boat there. Um, <laughs> you have to see the game to believe it. So many references, so many hidden references, so many memes. Uh, so many things that they put in just love and attention in this game. Um, for me, it's game of the year, but I doubt for me, actually, I've said this, I actually gave us this in the review I put on Steam game of the decade, like one of the best games I've played in 10 years, bar none. Like, you, you can take all the AAA fantasy graphics, like Far Fantasy 16, that's an amazing game, but it's, you can't compare the two because they Diver has so much more to it than just flashy graphics and great voice acting. Yeah, it doesn't need the flashy graphics, although the graphics are good. Um, and in fact, the, like I said, the blend of 3D and 2D is done so well that you barely notice it. I only noticed that his boat was 3D because of my new monitor. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't realise it was 3D because didn't, it didn't stand out for. I was like, oh, right, okay. Um, but David Diver is, is a one-of-a-kind experience. I highly recommend everybody buy this game. Um when it comes out on consoles, buy it when it comes out, buy it full price. I, I know it was on sale for £15. I think it's like 18, 20 quid, I think roughly. Um, but it's, you know, 100% a must own game. And I don't say this about many games, you know me, I very rarely give uh, a maximum rating to anything these days. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, I can't, I can't sing its praises enough. It's one of these games you have to play it experience it to believe it or watch it so watch my streams of it watch mr steve's streams of it and uh, you know and uh, you'll get some um free voice acting <laughs> for, for, the, uh, <laughs> for the games itself um but yeah it's, it's exceptionally well done and i could gush about this game for hours and talk about it so i'm going to hand it over to mr steve who can give his thoughts on it because I'll, I'll just keep talking forever otherwise <laughs> no i um as i said at the start of this when we introduced it of a game that i i regret just brushing aside i was like nah i don't actually care for that because and it wasn't so much the graphics that put me off it was just like oh really a fishing game how boring how 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 can that be boring <laughs> yeah. um you know then we had um then, then Freddie, I you know I watched his strip, watched his stream. I became part of his stream, um, <laughs> and you know, there's there's so much you can do with this game. And if you just want to play this as a casual game, sit down and and just not worry about you know the world. This is a good game. This is it's got so much. Like, I think Freddie's already covered a lot of it already, but <laughs> I think all I'm going to do is basically repeat what he said. This is seventeen quid. First of all. On Steam, overwhelmingly positive reviews. It's not yeah. that many games that can get there um, now. Ninety-nine point eight percent. It's well. it is uh, got so many elements to it. There's, you've got you know I think you've already co- like covered it, but yeah, you've it's got. Fine. So, so, you know, this is about it's literally <laughs> um, you know you, you go in, 
you play in as Dave, obviously, Dave the diver. He gets Dave. hired by this guy um, who says, look, got to collect, get, get fish. We've got, we've got to look after this restaurant. We'll do up this restaurant. He owns this restaurant. He's got a chef there, does all, all, the, all the, the, the cooking and stuff. And then you, you have to, it's like a, a management thing where you're just managing this restaurant. Yep. You can upgrade your restaurant. Yep. Then there's also later on, upgrade which I, staff. you can up, yeah, you can hire staff. You can <laughs> upgrade the staff. Upgrade yeah, the staff. It, yeah. Um, there's, there's, Build a so, menu. there's, there's, you're building menus. You're upgrading your, your, <laughs> your, enhancing so your menus. Yep. Enhancing um, your stuff. Yep. You, Later on, I haven't reached it yet, but like I've seen it already. But uh, later on, there's there's a farm, so you could, you get like a uh, like paddy fields of yeah. rice. You know, oh rice, yeah, the farm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's that, <laughs> Stardew, that comes, Valley. Stardew Valley. So you've got you've got so many elements of different types of games all mixed into this, and so yeah, you don't need any other games. And for seventeen quid, I mean, we were say, we are saying about how how expensive like Steam can be, but like seventeen quid, this. Yeah. It's got everything you want um, in any sort of game. Yeah, it's an RPG, so it's a role-playing game. It's set, yeah. and it does set the tone very well. Like uh, we said before, we've said this many times. Like it's, it's a shame that games don't always have the uh, voice acting in it. I mean, there is there is sound to the voices. There is that yeah. um, sim sort of mm. like yeah, yeah. It's a sim sort of makeup sound. Makeup is made up. Yeah, it's like. Um, Bill and Ben of the old, if anyone remembers, yeah, not that yeah, I do, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bert and Ernie. Bert and Ernie. Everyone sounds Swedish. That's that's my voice acting com- skills coming in. <laughs> but I I I voice acted for Freddy's um, stream, and then I played it myself. I was like, well, I can't give them the same voice. He's not going to have to do me. <laughs> um, fortunately. I had some reserves, so I've got reserves. <laughs> yeah, the Gerda reserves. <laughs> the Gerda reserves. Yeah, we go back into yeah. Gerda for that. Um, uh, the uh, Dutch South African was a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I well, must have. That's, that's, that's going to be, yeah, that, the Dutch South African, and of course, uh, the Al Johnson. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, you're gonna have to. You just have to watch one of the streams. You're gonna have to watch any of those, the Gerda or Dave, the, Dave the Diver. I'm hoping to do something. And the Deep South. And the Deep, the Deep South. Oh, uh, the Deep South woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could just uh, look. Do you make it what your own, really? Don't you? You make that's what you got to do. You can make this as, as your own. I'm sure there are many people that have done this, uh, streamed it. Like I said, I've I, I've watched I've watched streamers do this since buying it. And yeah, that you could you don't have to do them, but obviously it just adds a little bit of a. Uh, just adds to your own your own start your own take on the game you know you can play it how you want and you're 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 having to play this against what you did you know the day before like your takings that you need to make money as you know yeah something i don't know if if it was again if it was mentioned but like you need to make money you need to keep on top of the business it's a business at the end of the day you're trying to make it run a business so you are trying to make money yeah, um, you have to make money to feed so, your you upgraded got, diver. You've got to upgrade yeah. every yeah, upgrade everything. Dave, upgrade. Yeah. Up, and yeah. Dave is so lovable. Dave. Ah, <laughs> his little legs. His little legs. His little legs going. His little leg. I know I think Jelly was in my chat and he mentioned it. That's what I just I think you were, I might have taken it from you, sorry, to, to mention Yeah, it. no, that's fine. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's the first thing I spotted when he's swimming. swimming. Oh God! The character design is amazing in this, and it's you know I I, I 
I think it's. I think this is one of those games that they've done it. They've done it. Uh, um, rendered it properly. But what they've done is they. I think they put on top of the that they put on top of the pixelated stuff. I think that's how they normally have done it. Uh, I've heard it been done before in games. Mm. I, um, when they actually to animate it, it's all properly animated, and then they add pixelation on top. Yeah, yeah. And the effects on top. They of add it. It, that's the that's, oh, that's an fil- effect. Filter. That's, it's it's a filter. filter. It is a filter yeah. that they actually yeah. add. Which that's why you get that wonderful sort of like two D three D animation mixed in, and like you said, it blends in well. And it's such a. Gr- I'm glad that they, that's what they went with, because they could have easily have done this if they'd gone with the uh, traditional sort of style of animation of not adding that filter. I don't know if it would have been so charming. I think it. I think no. it gains the charm by adding on that pixelated graphics. Um, or by adding on that film, it gives it a unique look as well. It does. It, it does have yeah, a great have... style for it, but there, yeah. I think it's a sign of a good game is when you actually give a toss about the characters. Oh, yeah. and there's so much, yeah. There's so much depth there towards the characters. Like, for yeah. already explained, like he's a lot further in than I am. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just under four hours, um, which is a long way behind. But um, I, I, I just regret that. I just regret that moment of seeing it and going, nah, not for me. And then mm. I, I could have been, uh, I would have been, I would have been, it's not, I could have, I would have been um, as far in as 3D or maybe further. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say because I feel like when it first came out, 28th of June, and we're talking about it on the, uh, as of this recording, the 15th of July. And yeah. that's, you know, that's a long time that I could have, there's a long time I could have actually put in. You could have finished it by now. Ah, uh, yeah. No. No, 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 I don't the know. Game's if, massive. Is it massive? The game, the game is massive. I'm um. The, so the game is. There's a beautiful thing about this game is it's as long as or as short as you want it to be, because none of the quests are time tracked. So when you get given an objective, you can just spend days. Because there's a day night cycle. Um, there's a month cycle as well. There's a, a day, you know, thirty days in a month. And what I've completely overlooked this. Uh, there are events in the game as well for your restaurant. Um, that happen. Um, so one of the one of the first things you you get is um, there's a tuna event. And it's like, oh, God, how the hell do you catch tuna? Um, so you have to figure out how to catch tuna, and he speaks to your your compatriot uh, Cobra, um, and he's just, he's just like an arsenal of fishing equipment. This bloke, um, he's, a re- <laughs> he's a retired he's a retired gangster um, who's he uses laundry he uses uh, laundry money to buy the restaurant. And he uses his underworld contacts to set up this restaurant, and uh, that's how he knows Bancho. Uh, but it's it's very funny. You 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 have always known Cobra. You, Dave has always worked for Cobra, um, and don't give a monkey's about his what he's, he's he's always been his best mate. Like he's been through. I would love to see a, a, a like a DLC of them on the road together, getting up to mischief and adventures, <laughs> and uh, like getting shootouts and stuff. Spin off. <laughs> yeah, spin off. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, Cobra is a very colourful character. You go up to Cobra and he's like, "Ah, oh, tuna event. Oh yes, uh, um, how do we catch tuna? All right, they and then more fish will appear. Um, so events will trigger uh, things to spawn. Now we'll, we'll get. I haven't even got to talk about the actual blue hole itself, which is uh, you know commonly we called it Beth's hole because it's hilarious for us. <laughs> our community. But the game is blue hole. It's called the blue hole, and it's this. This is a procedurally randomly generated um, fishing hole. Uh, I, I don't know how far deep it goes um, because you, you, I only I've, I haven't even ventured beyond 300 meters yet in the game. 
Um, I've only gone to about 200 meters deep. Uh, to your 250, I think is my record so far. I've barely scratched the surface of what's literally what's beneath. <laughs> um, and I'm 26 hours in. I'm on chapter four. I don't know how many chapters there are, um, but I'm only on chapter four, and I've only just I started the main the main story. Um, everything else has been set up and sort of set up, sort of tutorial, and uh, the stuff keeps unlocking more and more stuff. I've now got uh I've now been, I was given a fish pendium um by the the photo guy <laughs> you meet a photo guy you meet called Undo um who gives you objectives to take pictures of fish underwater yes you can take pictures of fish underwater with an underwater camera and there's even a nighttime one where you've got to set up stuff like lighting and stuff and and you have to use you have to farm bait to lure out the Pacific fish to take a picture of it. There's so much nuance and in-depth to every quest and everything that you do. I mean, there's, there's a, even a Jaws reference where you've got to hunt a great white shark. <laughs> um, and it's called the quest is called Revenge, you know, because Jaws Revenge. Um, and I still haven't killed that bloody shark. So I can't. So I just, it's only available at night time. And the night the nighttime sea is... It's basically the horror game. <laughs> that's the that's the way the horror game is, um, because everything kills you and is easy peasy. Um, but anyway, I digress. The the, the, the thing I've just unlocked is that now I can now scan all the fish. That tells me what star rating it is, what how much meat I'd get from killing it if I can capture it via my little net, the little drone thing. You drones drones to capture fish for you. Um, the the game has so much depth. It it would take hours to explain. Um, and it has a rubber hammer. Yes, <laughs> and a rubber chicken. A rubber chicken as well. And a rubber chicken. Yeah, there's a rubber chicken. Yeah, and um, there's, there's so much. To, there's, just, there's too much. There's too much to explain. Like it's just that that packed full of of love, care, and joy. And yeah, the, the rubber chicken is just a meme reference. So you hit the fish with a rubber chicken, and it's, it just squeaks at you, and he goes, "Are you happy now?" <laughs> Are you happy here with the rubber chicken? Uh, it's it's <laughs> so it's just so good. Um, but again, I'm I'm 26 hours in it and I'm still unlocking stuff for to do in the game. And I've only and I just had a re- another cool thing that happened, uh, like the dream sequence with um, with uh, uh, Mr. Steve's favorite character, weapon dealer, weapon builder, <laughs> uh, with, with his voice. Like, um, mm. But yeah, it's it's just a, it's just incredible. Like it's um, yeah. I just I can't, I just can't get over how good this game is. Like, for the amount I've paid for it, I've had more joy out of this game than I have in any AAA game, bar Far Fantasy Sixteen, because that's that's an amazing game in itself. Um, but that's a different game. But everything else I've played, um, up to this point doesn't compare. It's, it's just a must play, must own game. 11 out of 10, easily. <laughs> and I haven't even finished it yet. And I, I actually don't want to finish it. That's the thing. I don't want to, I don't want to finish it. I just want to keep playing it. I just want to keep uh, Dave swimming in his little legs and running his little restaurant and talking to everybody. And I'm, I'm, I'll be sad. I'll, be, I'll actually be gutted when I actually complete this game. <laughs> um, I'll probably still play it. It's far for the sake of it, I think. Or just jump and swim and swim around for the... But that's the I thing think that's that you, the... The ultimate thing, uh, ultimate compliment you can give a game is, I don't want to finish it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't don't want to speed through it. You don't want to skip yeah. past content. You don't, and that that to me is what good game design is. You don't want to skip any of it. You want to experience yeah. the whole thing. 
if you if you're playing a game where you're just skipping everything, then what's the point? Yeah, you know, it's, 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 if the game is tedious, then it's not fun. This this game is just oozes fun from every blue hole imaginable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I, I just yeah, I keep smiling because I keep talking about Dave and it's. The first um, thing though is you, you just think of his little legs though. <laughs> just, Dave and his, his little legs going. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his little beer as well, yeah. His little can of duff beer, yeah. <laughs> oh, <dear>. oh. <laughs> oh it's funny. It oh, right. Well, I, as much as I'd love to continue on. And there's not much we can add to that without giving away too many spoilers. So, um, oh, I gave yeah. away a few spoilers, but it's only like, yeah, so well, there so wasn't much too the much, nothing you could, uh, yeah, so much in the game, so much more in, into the game, exactly. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it is Mint, Mint Rocket, published, developed by, um, yeah. So, oh, they also sold a million copies, yes. I was just ago. about to say, yeah, it was about to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. it has actually sold. A million copies, and it's wow, and it's short short time that it's been out. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, if anyone, if you haven't already got it, get it. You know, and yeah. I, I really hope, like Freddie had actually just mentioned as well, he uh, pointing out, it's it has this has to come to, to consoles because it it's deserves a um a bigger audience, like a bigger. Yeah. You know, there's yes. you, you know, it definitely deserves to go out. There's a lot, a lot of these. Indie style games don't end up leaving Steam or don't no. don't progressing beyond PC. Um, like it's not impossible as well. With like as we as we we have mentioned it briefly, but like something like Phasmophobia is come, is due to be released in August on consoles. So if they're doing it, I'm not I'm not comparing the two games styles at all. I'm just comparing the fact that a game that has been on PC or Steam storefront for a long time. There's no reason why this couldn't, and it's easily played with a controller. I think 3D Play uses a controller. I'm not sure if you do or not. Um, but yeah, I play yeah. it. With, I, no, I actually play it with mouse and keyboard. Mouse and keyboard, but it's yeah. you can play with it's, a controller. Yeah, yeah, you can play with a controller. Yeah. So there's it's not there's nothing there for them um, to sort of change too much. You know, if anything, the conversion should be should be shouldn't be too difficult. I wouldn't yeah. imagine. Um, so yeah, I really hope this goes over to console. I think um, it's going to Nintendo Switch. Uh, okay, so to Switch. Uh, but, but I don't, I don't know when it's going to mainstream consoles, or it is a mainstream console. But I don't know when it's going to Xbox or PlayStation. I did read some of it. It's going. It does. To, yeah, they... it's a Japanese developer, so it, it will be. That'd be um, Nintendo. It's going to be. be it's got, yeah. it'll, be, it'll probably go to Nintendo, yeah, first, and then probably go over to. But it's a, to be honest, this is the sort of game that would end up on the Switch anyway. Switch is, has hundreds of indie games that. Uh, on there, that sort of transition from Steam to yeah. So yeah, if you've Switch. got a Switch, then you've got it, they actually do advertise. Oh, on... I'm actually looking at it at Switch now, and it's not saying that it's a uh, it's on there in the, on there coming soon. But obviously, that is you know they're saying it's twenty. Yeah. It's just the Switch is 2023. There's no um, fixed date as yet. No. Right. No, but it's 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 supposedly coming to the Switch at, yeah. at some point this year, and shortly after that, it'll probably be on the, the other consoles. And fingers crossed. I mean, there's not there's not many times I can actually say like I've got a you know 
um, I'm, I'm able to play a game that come from console first or, or released at the console time. So it's like, there's loads, there's, I've played loads of games on, on Steam and, so, and I've got a load of refunds on Steam as well. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's, yeah, uh, it's not yeah. been, they're not been, Same. they're not the best. It's not always, not always the best. And some yeah. of those games are actually a lot more, more dearer. They've been plus 20 sort of plus um, pounds as well. Or, or dollars. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, please bring it out. Mint, mint, uh, mint rocket. Yeah. I would imagine that Nintendo is knocking down their door trying to get hold no. of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the massive success will, ex- will expedite its console sharpish. And they, they will want to get some of that money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. a big time. They are going to be absolutely hammering at the door, though, the developer saying, uh, yeah. <laughs> after, with a pocket uh, full of money. It'd be a yeah. second wind for them, wouldn't it? It'd be yeah. a yeah. second wind. They'd do how to reap that. As well, yeah, and I, I'm I'm happy for I'm happy for indie developers to do really well, and that's why I urge you know the developers get it out on console. You get a much spread the spread the uh, uh, the the spread it across the all the consoles and say and you're going to get a lot the love yeah spread Dave spread Dave spread Dave across all the consoles stretch his little legs. And there's also <laughs> must I forget there's also a cat in the game as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's a yeah. little cat. Momo. <laughs> Momo. <laughs> it a has cat. his own quest line and mini game, which is amazing. I know, no. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I want to play just for that now. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to feed Momo, or, or the sharks will come and get you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, this is um. This is one of those games where, yeah, you're sort of crying out for it, I think. Yeah. Even if it's just to see what all the fuss is about. Who knew Dave would be such in demand? <laughs> well, yeah. Good old Dave. Well, Dave. <laughs> it's a pity there's not a Mrs. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> there maybe I mean, there is. I don't know yet. You've gone through the game. <laughs> yeah. I, I, hope, I hope so. I hope Dave I hope Dave gets a Mrs. Dave. That'd be great. Or maybe not a Mrs. Dave, but a, a Mrs. <laughs> Yeah. It'd be a bit weird if he gets a female version of himself. <laughs> with those little legs. <laughs> yeah, with those little legs, yeah. <clears throat> yeah do a cut scene of them just waving around in the bedroom, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have just made turn Dave into Rule 34, haven't I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dear God. In right. the Forbidden Zone already. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, remind me to tell you the story of that later uh, after the stream, after uh, the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Dave, Dave definitely Dave, one to do. Dave the diver. Here we go. Are we, uh, are we going to move on to the PS2 resistance? PS2 PS2 resistance. The game that keeps on giving. Oh, God. Right. So, yeah. So, we've got to lower the tone there. Sorry. But, um... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to go from um, magnificence to um, it's time for semi okay. It's time for the gaming <laughs> news. And to lead us in will be pretty well. I wanted to I wanted to talk about Diablo Four anyway, but um, the news is as a to start off with the news. Um, the bug is there's a bug that's killing players off or annoying players to the point where it's in the news, and that's a uh, hell tide. Hell tides are killing players. You know, you know who's who's surprised at this point? There's another bug in the game. 
causing players to hate the game more than they do already. Um, you know, I don't hate Diablo, but I definitely have some issues with it. It's a, this is a, a game I love to hate and, and hate to play, <laughs> but on my own. It's a great game with friends. Um, playing this game on my own is, is like bringing, banging my head against a brick wall. It's just painful um, to, to sort of play on your own. Um, so this comes in, um, my my sort of thoughts come before the season one starts. Now, um, I have a whole issue with the season stuff anyway, but ARPGs have always done this. Yeah. Um, it's nothing new to ARPGs, the whole season reset stuff. Um, I'm just glad yeah. that we haven't got a farm or whole re- all the renown again that we've built up. So, you know, uh, for those that don't know, um, if you on the there's a pre-patch coming on the 18th of July, um, which is preparation for season one. Um, something of the malignant, I don't know, some crap malignant, some pus-filled balls are going to, some tea bags are going to appear everywhere across the Diablo world. We've got to go and pop them. Um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> season one, season one in a <laughs> nutshell. Tea bag popping, um, and then um, basically, if you log in on the log in on the 18th, make sure you log in with your character that has the most renown unlocked, because that that then transfers over to your seasonal character, yes, whichever one you make. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the the bugs are kind of here, they're everywhere. The hell tide thing is annoying. Um, there's also bugs with uh, with, with um, hardcore people getting disconnected still getting killed and blizzard refusing to reinstate their play their characters um because of such bug uh which i think is a bit harsh um so uh, what, what am i going on going on about diablo 4 again uh mainly because i've when i did my early impressions i hadn't finished the campaign um and i hadn't played the end game content and i hadn't really thought oh, i wasn't enjoying the game i wasn't enjoying my barbarian i, I wanted to delete the game and never play it again until I come up with Surely not. <laughs> I know, right? I fancy that. Uh, me, <laughs> me rage quitting the game and deleting it in the same breath. You know, I've not done that before, surely. No. Um, <laughs> it's like we don't know you. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but I think one of the one of the things that made me enjoy this game was, was playing with friends. And obviously, yes. we say this all the time, uh, playing a game with friends is always more enjoyable. But I think it it's never truer for Diablo 4, this game is built to play with friends. Playing this, because uh, it's based on an ARPG, right? And every Diablo game before that has been pretty much a solo endeavor. You could play it solo. The you know, multiplayer aspect was optional. It wasn't, you didn't need it. You know, you could play through the game solo and you, on any, on the difficulty that you saw fit. And it, you know, you could enjoy the game. Diablo 4 is not a ARPG. It's not even an RPG. It's an ARPG MMO. So it's in the vein of Lost Ark, basically, and and um Path of Exile. So th- this uh this game is for me, after I hit the max level, after I completed the campaign, and the campaign's okay. Um it start the start is good, the mid the, the in between is garbage because I don't remember any of it, and then the ending is good. But it's also bad because they they waste the characters um, in this game, and Lilith should never die. Uh, and sorry, spoilers if you haven't completed the campaign. Um, everyone here has completed the campaign. It's been out a little while now since the ninth of May, so I presume most people have completed the campaign. I mean, you have to complete the campaign to do the season mode anyway. Um, if you didn't know that already, um, but Lilith was a waste of a character. Um, she yeah. generally really isn't that evil. 
in in the game, um, and you, your character is home brain dead and mind warped by uh, the Haradrim and the people around him, especially that Larry Lily Ali, whatever whatever annoying name is, um, she sort of warps your character into thinking that all demons must die. And you don't even give Lilith a, a, a thought. You don't even talk to her. You just you must die. Like, you do everything. Everything your character does is a, is an aid of pissing off Lilith. Even though you're blessed by Lilith, you're blessed by Lilith's dad. You're given the blessing by uh, the angel. So technically, you have the powers of a demon and an angel, making you a Nephilim. At least that's how I think of it. Uh, and Nephilims have been uh, were all white, were all killed by the people of uh, Sanctuary. After the events of Diablo 3, because the according to the law, um, the reason your Nephilim from Diablo 3 doesn't exist is because it's because um uh, what's his name killed him. Um what's the, what's his angel's name in Diablo 4? Oh I can't, I can't remember. He he kills he's he's the one responsible for killing the Haradri, the, the, the Nephilim in um, from Diablo 3 and he's also responsible for killing his son um, as well. Um, at least that's what I took from the law. Uh, the, the characters just hand-waved away. Anyway, um, so that's the story and it's it's weak. So then the game, so oh, completed the story. You do an end-game dungeon uh, which everyone has to do after they complete the campaign which unlocks Tier 3 which is when the end-game starts. Um, the end game consists of two things: nightmare dungeons and hell tides. Hell tides are world events where the world gets possessed by demonic invasion. Um, the sky goes red, the ground goes red, demons pour out of every orifice, and you have to go along and kill them. And you kill them for a currency to then open said chest in in the area. And these hell tides last for an hour, and they're about four hours apart roughly um and then you farm gear that way that's how you farm the upgrades for your your character and then in between that you do you can do nightmare dungeons um how you earn keys for the nightmare dungeons that you do normal dungeons then you get a tier one key and then you do tier one tier two tier three tier four tier five um etc etc um i did uh tier five dungeons with little resistance or um you know, it was too easy. Like, it wasn't a challenge. Um, no. level, level 57 Barbarian with with a friend of ours, absolutely steamrolling the dungeon. Um, and it was boring. Like, it, it, there was no loot. And there was a little bit of loot in Tier 5. Um, but there was no incentive to do these dungeons. Like, there's no incentive to, to complete. For me, there's no incentive to complete these Nightmare Dungeons. It is primarily a waste of time. Um, so I'd rather spend my time farming the open world Farming the strongholds and farming the hell tides, um, which and then do and doing the dailies, and then it becomes a chore, right? Because the, you're not playing the game in to to have fun and and play around with your build. You're, you're logging in the game to do effectively a job list. Um, oh, I need to go and do my hell tide. I need to do a couple of hell tides. I need to go and do my um, my tree dailies. What's 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 the tree dailies? And you you probably do one run of the one run of that, get a crappy reward, and then log out. That's what I that's that is my my end game experience, and um and that's because of um, you know for better or worse of playing on my own for the most part. 
how anyone can play this game for hours and 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 not get bored is beyond me. Um, I, I've I've reached a plateau with with the game now. As unless I'm playing with my mates, I'm not logging into the game. Like I'm just simply not. The fact that the seasons are where all the new stuff's going to go, where all the new weapons are going to go, where all the new gears going to go, where all the improvements are going to go. Um, and only some of the stuff is going to go across to the legacy um, servers, just with what what our characters are on right now is referred to as the legacy uh, characters because they're not seasonal characters. So every three months you have to make a new character, uh, and then you if then you have to do the all the renown all again. But if if you have a um, a character that's done some of the renown. Um, or all of the renown, you log in with that character before the season one starts, you get that all unlocked, and you get a massive power boost, apparently, and you get a massive XP boost, and you get loads of damage increases, and they already said you're going to be massively overpowered at the start, at level one to whenever. Um, but that's going to, that power is going to teeter off as you get towards level 40, level 50, because once you hit level 50, your little character then becomes solely gear-dependent on the sacred gear that you have to pick up in order to get more powerful. Without the sacred gear on your character, post level fifty, you are dead. You are literally a walking corpse. You can't kill anything unless you're in a group. At least from playing as a barbarian, um, which has been dubbed the worst class in the game, like one of them, um, just because they have the worst uniques, they have the worst legendaries, and itemization is a problem in this game anyway. And it's um. But, you know, I have been enjoying the game. That's the thing. I I love playing this game with you guys. Well, I think me, Steve, Jelly, uh, and our friend of ours, Sagittarius Rain, we play in a group uh, now and again, uh, a Diablo, and it's always a good laugh, and it's easy, and it's fun. Slaying hordes and hordes of demons is always fun, and playing demons with friends, great pastime. <laughs> um, you know, just get, get my axe and go out the front door, and we'll carry on. Uh, it's, I just think the game needs massively improving. Uh, the end game is very weak. Um, I'm not looking forward to going around and and exploding giant purple bull sacks to put said bull sack in my weapons and make it more more powerful. Um, it is. It's it's pretty much that's what this new season is. Um, malignant bull sacks. Uh, it's pretty much because that's what they look like anyway. <laughs> Have you seen the the screenshots of the little icons in the inventory? That's exactly what they look like. They look like like rotten tea bags. Uh, and it's it's just um it's just it seems a bit lazy. You no, know, well, here's another gem you can put in your gear, you know, and you have to do, you have to jump through hoops to get it, and you can't get any of this stuff until level fifty. So you've got to grind your way to level fifty again in 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 the season, and and getting one to fifty took long enough, I think. Anyway, prior to that, uh, I think I'm, I'm pretty much I think I've stuck about thirty hours in Diablo Four Plus to get to level 50 and to me as a seasonal character that's way too long that's like a couple of weeks of playing for me as a, as a casual player and by the time i actually get geared up and no i've got geared up leveled up the season's gonna be nearly over <laughs> you know and then, and then it's gonna then you're gonna have to do it all over again so that the whole the whole cycle for me is too short season should be six months not three um all the gear and stuff they increase they improve all the stuff they add to the game they already should just be put into the legacy uh, servers regardless and it should, it should be a choice whether you want to play season or not you shouldn't be punished 
for not playing season. You know, because effectively, if you're not um, playing season, A, you don't get access to the uh, battle pass uh, or, or game pass, whatever crap pass it is that you they <laughs> have access to. Uh, and then you've got the, all the free rewards as well. Um, I say free. There's like, I think there's like 23 and they're all garbage. Um, and it's, it's all cosmetics, I know, but um, it's, it's, it's all unnecessary. Like, it's, 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 I don't think the FOMO should apply to legacy characters. I think the seasonal should be optional. All of the upgrades should go to the, the seasonal, uh, to the legacy characters. And that we shouldn't have to wait three months for that to be because then what happens is at the end of the three months for the season ends, then then that all of that gets added to the legacy characters, and then they add all the new stuff for the next season. So the legacy character are, are, it's gonna be no it's gonna be hardly any point in playing them if you want to experience the the brand new stuff. But if you want to experience the brand new stuff, oh you've got a level over again. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of like a shitty system. That nobody wants um, because of how slow it is to level. They're saying that they're going to add like XP and stuff to the, re- the renown rewards, and that's what they're saying. You should max out your renown, you should max out the dungeons, and you should max out this. Okay, that's all well and good, but I don't have time to max out um, all this stuff on this game as a casual player. And I come across something that really annoyed me the other day was um, the amount of money it costs to re-roll items, um, which basically makes it pointless. In Diablo 3, the re-roll system was kind of integral to your build and how you built the character you wanted and then getting the skill sets you needed to be good at the game, to do damage, to run the game. Um, I was trying to re-roll an effect on a legendary necklace. Level 58, legendary necklace. I had a level 36 necklace on, and I wanted to replace it. So I wanted to re-roll one of the affixes uh, to, some, to a usable stat. So I've re-rolled the first thing, it's given me thorns. You know, yeah, great. Um, not, running <laughs> a thorns, not running a thorns build. And um, I was like, that was 80k gold. I was like, okay, I'll re-roll it again. Six, 569,000 gold, plus like 20 of each resource to re-roll this one stat. Now, bearing in mind, barbarians have... 14 slots so if i wanted to re-roll one stat in every weapon i would need roughly 530k gold per item for one (laughs) re-roll so if i wanted to re-roll say three times i would have to earn 2.5 million gold or 1.5 million gold 1.5 million gold is about six hours worth of grinding on tier three on the in the dungeons and that's Selling everything in your bags, including legendaries um, that you pick up, and that's just that's just not that's just not feasible. That is a ridiculous system that needs massively nerfing, um, and it just makes it mute. Like it's just, that whole system is made inept by the fact that it requires so many resources and so much gold. And I know you, I know they say you're not supposed to re-roll until level 100 or level 70 where the you know the end game stuff that the, the you basically once you hit level 70 there there isn't any real difference between 70 and 100 apart from marginal fixes on gear um so level 70 is basically the the, the level cap um and then it's just just uh it's just basically boasting rights getting to 100 or whatever and there isn't any difference between level 70 and level 100 gear 
by the fact that I think at a level 100, you get the uh, super uber unique chance drop, which is like 0.1%. And what everyone tries to farm for the druid and the barbarian. And there isn't anything for the barbarian, but the druid and the sorcerer and um, necromancer uh, has a chance to drop. Uh, said your know, ultimate, the, the best in slot gear, so to speak, the uh, unique yeah. best in slot um, drops at that sort of level from 85 plus. Um, you get the, the the ultimate gear drops, if you like, and these drops just don't exist. You're very lucky if you, you happen to see any of them. Again, which needs adjusting because we all want, after, I don't think anybody wants to play, pay, play for 100 hours plus and never get a drop they want. I, I, think, I think the whole thing is readjusting, rebalancing the, the itemization especially um, and I, there's, there's just a lot of issues that I have with the game at the, at the end game. The, the levelling was fine, the story was serviceable and <coughs> all my problems come with the end game. Uh, Would you remember that dungeon we did um, and you and say uh, uh, our friend was uh, were getting some quite good drops and I got nothing. Yeah, I was absolutely getting Nothing at all. That's what I was saying. It's not fair. Like the yeah. Say, the, the drops weren't spread out across the group. There was no. one, or, one or two of us would get all of them. And and for some reason, legendaries are bind on account. So, so you can't even give them to your mates. No. Like, and that is the most absurd system uh, I've ever seen. Uh, even Diablo 3 didn't have that. You could just trade. If you if you was with a group and you ran, say, a tier uh, 10 um, rift, and whatever legendaries you picked up, you could trade with your trade with your mates. Same as you run dungeons in WoW, you pick up gear, you can trade it with those in the party uh, and in the dungeon. Even up to like a cut, like three hours later, you could still trade with them. But that is a they say they want this game to be social. This game couldn't be any more antisocial by having that binom pickup rule. It's like oh, we don't want players to be overpowered. Well, no player is going to be overpowered, you numpty, because no one can get any gear. Well, also the gear is level specific, so you could yeah. you could give me a level forty piece of gear. If I'm level twenty, it makes no difference. Right, I've got to put it in the chest and wait. Yeah. And be patient. You know, it's not um not as if you're going to give me this huge piece of gear and I'm going to go, hey, I am now god. Exactly. Um, it's going to yeah. be um, I've got to now try and um work find a way of actually using it. Yeah, and also uh, with that. Sorry, Fred. I was just, no, just sorry. Sorry. also with that as well. By the time you do get to that level, you might even get a drop that's better than what you've been given anyway. Yeah. Oh god, the amount of times, yeah. You know, so keeping hold of something that is that you're you're holding something for until you get to that level that you can so you can equip it and you'll get something different or better. Yeah. So yeah. it's kinda in some it's in some ways it's actually kind of pointless to hold on to those items. You don't know that until you get to that level, but you know, when you do get to that level, it's like, well, pointless. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I mean, no, there is fun. one thing that really does grind my gears, gears and that is um, when you you go and you um, get a, uh, a a decent item, and you think, right, okay, I've now got one. Uh, uh, it's now getting a little bit less powerful. I need to up the power on this. What I'll do is I'll uh, I'll recycle it. So you go and get it broken down. And suddenly, the um, the item that you actually get it repl- um, when you go and add it to something else, it's been um, like muted. It's less powerful than what you've done. So you, there's no real sort of um, uh, you know, there's nothing. So you don't really want to sort of break items down because 
the enchantment gets worse. So if you get something like, you know, the, the thing that gives you the protection bubble, well, this is great, except for when um, you like break it down, suddenly it's down to three seconds from four or yeah, from five seconds. I, yeah, I get what you're saying now, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's you, you why, why break this thing down to turn it into something that you now don't want to use because yeah, it's useless it, to you? It gives you the lowest role. What, what, yeah. You're talking about the yeah, legendary, legendary aspects. Of, that's it, know? yeah, that's it, the legendary yeah, aspect. Yeah. It would have yeah. helped if I said that to start off with, wouldn't it? And that <laughs> whole thing would have made more sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you've, you've, you're telling your ledger accidents are um, getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah, it, it gives to the you point the where they disappear up their own ass because they're um, suddenly <laughs> totally worthless. Yeah, uh, but I don't understand why the game has to give you the lowest role from something that you're just mm. disenchanting, basically, so you can add it to another weapon. Uh, again, this is all to make you less power, make you feel less powerful, to make you grind for that extra bit of gear. That it, yeah. it is engineered in a way to psychologically think you think right, okay, I've just done that, but now I'm less powerful. Fuck, I better go and get farm for another ten million hours to get the, the gear I need. Uh, and the, Blizzard are uncanny for making their games the only games you play, mm. like, and and that's the problem I have with Blizzard and Blizzard games uh, have had for since. Uh, the latest World of Warcraft expansion, it's always been keep them here, keep them grinding, grind, 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 keep them playing, no matter what, give them a load of crap to do, just keep them playing the game, keep them logging in, give them stuff to, you know, what they consider aiming for. Um, and it's most of it is fluff and useless crap. And look at the side yes. quests in, look at the side quests in Diablo 4. Is there a single side quest that is actually memorable? That you think, no. oh, that was a, that was a good side quest. I, that was worth me doing that. Apart from maybe the only one I would say it's memorable is the exorcism is the exorcism um, oh, yeah. quest line where you help that that lady out for about three quests and then she disappears. Um, but the, the, that's the only one that I remember because that's the like the main of the one of the because it's in the main town and it's not and you go like that's the only other time as well the town folks get attacked <laughs> in the town. Yeah. Whether that's the only quest I've seen where there's interaction with the NPCs and yourself, where a demon's actually attacking them. Um, you know, considering that there's a war of demons and angels on every side of the planet, <laughs> but conveniently he'll stay outside while you go into the town and, uh, <laughs> and, and heal up and, and uh, repay your gears. Like, oh, you're in the middle of a fight. You know, like, hang on a minute, I just got to go through this portal. I'll be back in a second. Don't follow mm -hmm. me. Leave the portal open. No demon come. No demons come through. You know, I know this is a stretch, but it's supposed to be an RPG. They are very polite, aren't they? Yeah, it's it's supposed to be an RPG. So, but there's no urgency in the world that makes me care about killing these demons. Like I can just leisurely do what I want. You know, well, how, how many times have you been in the middle of a dungeon, then turn around and sort of said, "Hang on, a sec, guys." I've just got to go and get rid of all my gear. Yeah, we all just yeah, stopped. standing around. Yeah, we're just, uh, just kicking the fit, kicking our toes and throwing <laughs> stones around, and you know, just you know, doing the emotes over and over again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what the worst bit is? We've said all this. We've all agreed that they, uh, there are huge issues with this. We'll still play, um, play it. <laughs> I'll yep. still um, when this uh, this podcast is over, I'll probably still power it up and see if uh, anyone's on. <laughs> and that's, that's where it's got you. <laughs> yeah, but. The thing is, for me now, because because I know what Blizzard want me to do, I'm I don't want to do it. I don't want to spend all my time, spare time playing this game. 
Like it's just what that's what expect you to do. They expect you to grind forever, and the game isn't good enough to keep my. It's not like David Diver where I'd happily spend mm. the rest of my days playing it. It's, it's, you know, just with a big smile on my face, from ear to ear, from this, the moment I put the boot the game up to when I turn it off, thinking oh, I want to go back and play it immediately. Uh, Diablo Four has never given me that that satisfaction. I've always been like, oh, that's, I felt just or disappointed. That everything about the game is disappointing. The, the, the campaign is disappointing. The, the the mount system is disappointing and annoying. Um, the combat <laughs> is laughable. Like the combat is there's only a couple of viable builds for every class, and the barbarian is so bad um, that it, you know there's only a handful of builds um, that make make you do like really good damage. And I found a sort of loophole in that. But even when I get to level 70 or a level 70 plus i that build's going to be useless to me but have you noticed that your build i mean i know my barbarian build is a support role yeah all my powers support everyone else yeah Yeah, they buff me but they more uh support other people than they do men it's supposed to be like the um front line heavy hitter it's supposed to be the tank but i'm not i'm actually uh you know at the back uh buffing everyone else yeah, spinning around in a circle, holding my axe out. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> just tripping up over my own feet, laboring into demons, uh, while shouting a lot. Uh, sounds like me, really. That's it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's it's just a. It, you are absolutely right. Is they are a support role. They're not. They're not mm. damage dealers. The gear is awful as well. The the, the unique. I watched a video earlier today about comparing uniques, endgame uniques between barbarian, druid, sorcerer, necromancer, and you know, lo and behold, barbarians rock bottom of the fucking pool. Um, and, and nearly all of their uniques were absolute garbage. Uh, didn't didn't have enough decent, didn't have enough utility, didn't have enough damage, didn't have enough the other. And the druid, druid, amazing. Like they're like the best, the, the best class in the game is druid. And mm. Necromancer, without a doubt. Necromancer, have, I agree, yeah. They have the best end game. Well, in terms of end game legendaries, they have the best end game legendaries. Like, you know, uh, Rogue isn't far behind either. But Druid and Necromancer have the best in slot gear um, to farm. And, and they're actually, um, they they do really good damage. Um, and it, it, just, it just, like, there should be. Now, at the end game, every class should be the same. They should all have great, great gear, great gear, great power. Uh, they should all do similar amounts of damage because, again, it's supposed to be balanced, right? Because they, there is a PvP element to it. It's a hardcore element to it. Um, they don't want. They don't, they said themselves they don't want one class to be better than the other. They all want them sort of on on equal footing, but everyone has their little nuances. But barbarian are so weak that. Yeah, you have to be in a group to be a to even enjoy the game, and that's not how the game is sold to you. That's no, not how, that's not how they sell the game. As if they sell the game as an ARPG, not ARPG MMO. They sell it as a single player experience. Like experience the story of Diablo, become a super powerful barbarian sorcerer, wizard. You know, you know, and you know, and here's Megan Fox just to sweeten the deal. You know, it's it's just absolutely, it's just all fake false advertising um to the extent however they underneath all that shenanigans if they fix the game and they 
fix the optimization and they fix the bugs and they make classes relevant and more importantly the gear for said class is relevant and not just relying on ridiculously super good roles and you know uh specific like specific builds because they advertise it as a game to play your way now can we honestly say that if our builds building our characters our way is it did it has it worked for us so far no but <laughs> like, like, no like, I, I, i've got oh, necromancer did yeah no necromancer did but uh yeah no ne- necromancer necromancer was always ridiculous out of the gate and they've nerfed they are there is a massive nerf coming through oh no and uh in season in season one there's also nerfs there's nerfs across the board but they're also buffing stuff because they're adding a bunch of new powers um so they are they are reducing power across the board for most classes um they are adding a bunch of you know items that are going to boost power back up to you know they're basically as an item to unnerf your character that's basically how it's going to work. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm not... I don't mean to shit all over Diablo 4 because there, are, there, is a, there is a good game underneath all that crap. But the problem is a lot of people are fed up with the crap and a lot of people don't like the fact that you've got... A, the, se- the season, again, the season is a massive problem for me. I, I've, I really don't look... Because if it was six seasons apart... No, sorry, six months apart, I'd be more more likely to play the season because I knew I'd have time to enjoy it and level it and actually, you know, experience the game in my, you know, in my leisure. And that shortening in the window just creates that FOMO, and that's what they that's what they want. They want the fear of missing out to grab you, to pull you in, keep you playing, you know. And 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 Blizzard can fuck off. So I was concerned <laughs> for that. Um, I'll play the game in my own leisure, and if that's not how I can play the game, then I won't play. I won't play your game. I'll happily play games like Halls of Torment and Dave the Diver, which cost a fraction of your price. I wish I could get a refund for my Ultimate Edition, to be honest, because um, I don't feel I've got value for money out of it. Yeah, I completed this campaign, um, but there wasn't there isn't anything in the game that um, that I feel that's been value for that. You know, I I I, I didn't. I didn't buy the Ultimate Edition. It was gifted to me as a as a Father's Day gift. I, I probably wouldn't have bought this game, to be honest, um, if it wasn't for that. I probably wouldn't own it because uh, just the fact that I just after reading all the nerfs to the Barbarian like right out the gate, which is how I've always played Diablo. I've always been the the Barbarian Smash kind of dude, um, and it isn't Smash. It's shout and tickle him with my spinning around. Um, and that's not how a barbarian should play. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be pigeonholed into certain builds. I should be able to play how I want, and there should be gear to support how I want to play. Um, not like go onto forums and videos and be told that I'm shit because I'm not following a specific build somebody's laid out on some website as run the numbers and min max whatever. And uh, yeah, Diablo is not an, an uh, it's not a numbers game. It's an RPG. Or a, a correction, it's an ARPG MMA, but the RPG elements should still be there. Um, this feels like I'm competing against DPS meters. Uh, if you ever played World of Warcraft, and Steve will back me up here, World of Warcraft, um, I don't think he actually did many dungeons, but um, there was a recount meter which, which totally tallied your DPS, right? Yeah. This is how Diablo is, is now run DPS meters. 
what class can do the most damage and how can we optimize this, that, the other? And then they, they come up with a one one build or two builds that enable you to do fractionally better damage than you know most other builds in the game. Um see to me that's not an RPG. That is just you've got one class, then one you've got one build that's viable to the game. And that that's the case in your supposedly play your way game, then you've already failed. You've failed massively across the board at that play your way. Um because it isn't your way, it's play my way or the highway if you want to survive. I mean and you you play one of these uh builds, don't you, Jelly, with your your barbarian. Yeah. Um and yeah, yeah, and you're okay, the game's better the game is better for you now you can survive. Oh but, god yeah, terrible you, before. <laughs> yeah, but you, you shouldn't you shouldn't have had to have copied that build in order to enjoy the game. No. Uh, and that's and that's my point. Like we shouldn't have to be pigeonholed into a build uh because of some min max website says so. And and Blizzard themselves also support this um toxic attitude towards uh builds in Diablo 4 where it's like you play my way or the highway um kind of thing. And although this game is supposed to be aimed at casuals, I think it's the furthest from casual um as you could possibly be in terms of the end game. Um story leveling and uh, just pissing about in the open world and doing the normal dungeons on on world two yeah that's that is a casual game through and through um if you want to get the decent gear for your class you have to play tier three and if you want to get the end game gear for your class you have to play tier four that is how the game is engineered and those those gear those gears should not be restricted behind level three and level four they should all they should be available across all levels all tiers a bit a reduced rate in tier two and tier one but you should still be able to get the end game um legendaries and your xp should not be stifled by the fact that you don't want to play the end game stuff like if you don't care about hell's hide and you don't care about nightmare dungeons and that right now you don't need to give a toss about it um you shouldn't be punished for choosing not to opt into those you know what I mean? It's the, yeah. the, the game just punishes you all the time, and that's not including the cheap, the cheap crap it does as well. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, I've gone into a massive tangent about Diablo Four. <laughs> Steve's <laughs> falling asleep, and uh, yeah, I've I've I'm just I just think it's it needs massively renovating, and I don't think now when you when you compare it to games like David Diver and Balls of Torment and Brotato and games that are built on fun and enjoyment. And then you play something that comes from, you know, you look at the history of Diablo 1 and 2 was built on hard, fair, but rewarding, fun experience. Uh, and then Diablo 3, well, Diablo 3 did sort itself out and then eventually became a rewarding experience. Diablo 4 is the furthest from rewarding I've ever played in any video game ever and the fact that blizzard just wants to just to keep you there grinding away like some slave um on the off chance you might get the best and slot drop um towards the end of your leveling is is just a bit of a piss take and um yeah i've i've run out of things to complain about <laughs> we're going around in circles now um i need to go and get a drink from my mouth falls off so i'm gonna go and get a drink <laughs> and I'll, I'll be back i'll be back 
Yes. I want to move on before I keep talking. I think, I think so. we, I think that it's a good time to actually move on, move on quickly before we uh, get bogged down in that too long. Again. So yeah. Again. Too long. 40 <laughs> do you minutes want us, later. Do us again next week as we talk about double four. Double four. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> uh, spoilers. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. So this is the news then about um, the merger is is happening, isn't it? It's, yes, it is happening. And it looks like it's going to it's going to go through smoothly. Yes, yeah, be it, be it a few bumps. Oh, there's going to be a few bumps in the way. I uh, I think I minor bumps. You, more you nothing. I think it's more or less a done deal. I think it's just nothing. A small brown bag of cash won't can't. No, yeah, that's already already done that. Yeah, <laughs> they've got endless amounts of it. It's, it's Microsoft. They they have so much money. It's no, it's not even funny. This is the this is the thing that took off. What about two years ago? Was it two years? About two years now, isn't it? Oh God, yes, yeah, ages. It is a long time ago. Um, well, they initially mm, started talking about it two years ago, and they didn't actually start the paperwork until about a year ago. Yeah, I mean, it was like, uh, it, and it then was... they were near completion, and then the FTC went, "Hang on a minute, fuck you with Sony." They come bowling in like a ball in the china shop, and and basically put a massive halt to it. So yeah. they had to go through the courts, which took even longer. So that's why it's taking so long. But yeah, you're right. It was about two years ago. It started. It started initial, his initial t- uh, talks and stuff. The rumour mill started and what have you. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, no. No, no, that's fine. I was just going to... Uh, it was like, what was the uh, the initial ask? Because this is the... Just to, to catch us up, this is like the Activision Blizzard like merger, um, mm-hmm. Microsoft thing. Yeah, Microsoft buying, buying Activision out. Blizzard yeah. for sixty nine point seven billion dollars. Yes, yes, sixty nine. <laughs> um, of course, that was done deliberately. Yeah, of course, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all done deliberately. Giggles. But that, I remember <laughs> no, because I remember that being mentioned. That we covered it quite. We covered yeah. it uh, early on in its uh, yeah. early stages. We. Um, Way back when, I think it was like episode thirty or something. <laughs> yeah, yep. um, very positive about it. Yeah, it seems quite positive. We was positive by it because we was hoping that would hopefully clear away all the crap, the yeah. Bob, Bobby Coltrick bullshit. Didn't um, they um, deny it for a bit as well? Wasn't it sort of uh, one of the worst kept secrets? And it was like, uh, are you trying to do a merger with Activision? Oh no, 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 no. Uh, we would we. It's something they, we might they think about. Played it down a little bit, yeah, for a little while. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, yeah, but it's it's weird how the whole thing has taken so long to to get through. Uh, Xbox have been pretty transparent about their deals and practices with with the merger. They've even said they're going to honour everything that Activision had agreed with PlayStation. Like before, mm. PlayStation being dicks. Uh, they were they were like yeah we'll we'll give PlayStation access I and mean, we want they even reached out to PlayStation so many times to put an end to the console wars between them and the rivalry and they actually wanted to you know I think Sony saw it as a, as a as a slap to the face where they're like offering them a partnership yeah and like to merge their libraries and you know just become a gaming like the biggest gaming uh, conglomerates on the planet and merge and you know merge in there it's Xbox, the reason that PlayStation was so vivient against it was like, well, you just want our exclusives. Yeah. It's like, well, obviously, you know, you, you know they want to get something out of the deal. 
you they get exclusives and you get like a hundred billion dollars or whatever it was, you know, something stupid amount. And then Sony were just like, nope, no, nope, we're going to keep our exclusives. We don't want anything. We don't want you to monopolize the market. We don't want you to flood the flood the uh, uh, market with exclusives. I mean, look, I don't think they're going to worry about. It. I don't think you got to worry about that too much, Sony. <laughs> Xbox <No>. exclusives. <laughs> yeah. Once in a blue moon, you might see an exclusive come out and get a six out of ten. I can't uh, remember the uh, last exclusive they had. Redfall. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Difference of opinions here. Jenny loves Redfall. I, I love I, Redfall. I, I hate Redfall. I hate it. I enjoyed Redfall buggy, with a buggy passion. Um, but I played on PC, not console. You, you yeah, had, you're one of the few that had a great time with it. Like almost everyone else is like, this game's shit. <laughs> no, so me and um, me and sort of uh, the guy we do this thing with it, and uh, another one of our friends, um, I really had a good time with it. But it's back to the Diablo thing. Is we were playing with friends. Yeah. And we was playing with a, you know, a regular group of friends and we was sort of really getting into it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, would it have been a different story without that? Maybe. Me and Steve played it together and <laughs> we just didn't like it until we mm. it. It's, and, uh, we, I'll tell you what, I, I've, I've never got more annoyed with a teleporting vampire T-posing on my face to one of the shoot in the face that I do. Uh, that happened when I was playing solo, and uh, and then I played it with Steve, and I was just like, "That's nah, not for me." I think depend like I I don't have the console version to know whether it's going to be any better or any good, you know, any worse. Like so, I got, but my experience of it, I can only talk about my own own experience. Obviously, uh, I, you know, I can only say yeah. from my point of view, it was kind of it was it was laughable at times. There was, I could see some things. I'm like, yeah, you know, okay, this could be good. You know, if there's a group, mm. let's get a group of us in, then it could be quite fun. But and then we played it with Bacon and Beth, so wasn't we? Yes. So we did have, yeah. we did actually yeah. have a, we did actually, like, play a big we did actually us, played yeah. like with four of us, yeah. And then we just took the piss out of it. <laughs> but it was, I think, again, it's That's all, the best all way to play us, it, taking the piss, yeah. All of us were playing it via our uh, Game Pass on the yeah. PC, so on the PC, you know, yeah. Again, it comes down to that not knowing whether console makes a difference, which I, I would, I, I would guess maybe if Jelly had a better experience, maybe mm. it was better on the console. In which case, oh, we we lost out on on good content, and we just got yeah. the content that we got was just it's, unfortunate. It was definitely a console port, um, and that's the, and uh, you know, consoles didn't have half the problems PC had. Yeah, so, and 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 you know it, that's fundamentally the problem with but that there you go that's that's the latest xbox exclusive anyway that yeah. uh, that was to come out we're going a whole segment about red four again <laughs> no, yeah. no 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 red not again no, <laughs> no remind yeah. me of score so, <laughs> oh that's a different cat on a fish though so, <laughs> yeah that's um, true that's sorry completely <laughs> like, just, um the analogy is that they're exclusives not yeah no no i get yeah no yeah <laughs> but uh well, yeah this the, that 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 the original, this original deal. I mean, and the, and the reason, and because obviously the Sony is pissed off because like they're gonna lose it. They they think they're gonna lose out to the fact that yeah. obviously Activision Blizzard they own. Obviously they have the right to Call of Duty. And Call this of Duty. Is, and this is like gonna lose a lot of their Call of Duty. Base. Call of Duty. They're, they're Duty. gonna lose a lot of their player base if that was the case. And you know that's, yeah. that's why they were sore about. Which is, I guess, why it's understandable. 
Um, you know. Well, they weren't actually because they weren't. But Xbox said we'll honor and keep your Call but of they... Duty on PlayStation. You know, well, we want to keep it there. We don't want it. We don't want gamers to miss out on their yearly supply of copium. You know, that they yeah. want, well, they want to play their you know point you know the copy and paste shooter all day long. It's 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 less work for their developers because it's just copy and paste, recolor, reskin, rename, done. You know, it's Call of Duty 5.0. Let's add a few new skins in here. That'll be quite yeah. good. No one yeah. will notice. Yeah, let's just hire an actor to voice the the terrible campaign and, uh, <laughs> you know, et cetera, et cetera. But um, Sony just went, nah, nah, we want Activision all to ourselves. We want, we want them to be exclusives for us. And they seem to forget that Activision and Call of Duty wouldn't be anywhere near they they are without xbox xbox mm. was the reason call of duty got popular and you know that xbox live and xbox gaming was the reason call of duty made millions because everyone played it on xbox the reason to own an xbox was to play call of duty because pc gaming wasn't as big back then and it wasn't it wasn't as it wasn't as good because it was kind of a like you had to be quite rich to have a really good PC back then. And even yeah. the, the PCs back then were laughable, really. Uh, so the consoles were sort of way in to play games of everybody. And the Call of Duty was Xbox's sort of bread and butter. And that's what launched their service. And that's what made them hunt, you know, that while they are so big today. So Sony turning around and saying, well, we, we, we made it, we made Call of Duty what it was. We want Call of Duty to stay with us. Xbox went, oh, actually, hang on a minute. Here's history. And uh, we actually made Call of Duty. You know, we, we, we invested in our servers. We made the game, you know, we helped the game flush, you know, not flush, um, sort of propagate in the, in the, in the gaming world and became a mainstay. Um, so they couldn't really argue with that. So basically in the courts, long story short is in the courts, um, the FTC uh, tried to make Microsoft the bad guy. They tried to make PlayStation the saviors of gaming and saying that this, this monopoly would ruin gaming, would give Microsoft too much power, too much money. They would they would uh, make everything exclusive, everything on Xbox only. Nothing would ever go to the other consoles. When Xbox have already got agreements with Nintendo, the Steam and uh what's it called um epic and obviously the the, as agreements as to put their games across all of their platforms um and it's like well why would xbox this is what the judge sort of said was why would xbox want you know why would they do that if they wanted it all to themselves why would they why would they agree to switch steam Epic Games, you know, Windows technically is a different company, different division. Um, why would they agree to all, all of that as a, a, in a, if they wanted it all to themselves? And Sony didn't have an answer to that. And the FTC, the FTC is supposed to protect the consumer. Right? It's not supposed to protect the, the conglomerates or the the the, the chinwigs, the bigwigs. Um, yeah, and the, that all the, comes the, down to uh, in America that. Uh... A conglomerate can be treated as a uh, a person uh, for tax reasons, and yeah. 
Oh, also for criminal case reasons as well. Yeah. Um, but the judge basically said you're you're fighting the wrong battle here. You you shouldn't be siding with the with the corporations. What are you doing? Like this, this that none of this should even be in in court. Like this is all laid out clear as day. What their plans are, what they what they are want to do. And they had they had in court. They had uh, had everyone defending ex Microsoft, explaining their plan. Um, explain it's all out in the. You can read it and watch it all. It's all out in the open what they they plan to do with it or what they plan to do with Activision Blizzard, uh, what they plan to do with the the series moving forward. Um, the only downside is with this merger, Bobby Kotick is going to get off scot free and with a hundred and fifty million dollar payment to resign. Yeah, let's not mention that. And he, he he's already earning a hundred and fifty million dollars a year from bonuses and shit through Activision Blizzard, which is which is outrageous really because the guy's a scumbag um he's he's propagated all the crap at blizzard uh, um and activision blizzard rather and he's forced out all the old guard as well literally forced them all out and the, the old guard have had, who have interviews have actually said that yeah, he was one of the reasons why they left that and activision are a bunch of knobs so mm-hmm. there, there is there is a little bit of the silver lining is that microsoft have said that they're a get you know you know um Phil Spencer has said that he's a gamer through and through. He puts gamers first, um, which is why he doesn't aim to make ten out of ten games. He makes aims to make one of the meal games. That doesn't make sense to me, but you know that's what he says. So he's he's aiming to turn Blizzard from a four out of ten game to a six out of ten game. <laughs> that's what he's aiming to do, uh, and 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 that's what his his objective is to turn Activision around and restore the company to its former glory. He's even said that that they want to do that. Which is why we all got excited back when it was announced. Though it was all like, yeah. <laughs> and um, but, well, I'm, but the way Xbox have been recently, I'm I'm a little bit skeptical whether that's going to happen or not. Um, especially with how they're, especially with the, the Phil Spencer bullshit that came out. He said about his own company and how he doesn't aim to be number one, and how he doesn't. Well, you don't need to aim to be number one if you're going to buy everybody out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, you don't need to be number one. I'll just buy it. I'll just buy my way to number one. Is the is the ultimate? They're the ultimate whales, basically. Um, and yeah, so it's weird. Uh, it's all come about. Um, Sony have now so, now Sony have now sort of killed their killed their Call of Duty um, things because now Xbox have said it's going to be an exclusive to the you know Xbox and. Whoever other third party, it's not it's not going to be available to PlayStation at all. So they shot themselves in the foot a bit yeah, there. Exactly, yeah. So they're going to, now they're going to lose out on all that you know, third party money they would have got from having um, Call of Duty because Xbox don't need their money. That's the thing. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't need um, PlayStation's Call of Duty to to make ends meet because most of the player base play on PC and Xbox. Yeah, there's only a small section of the Call of Duty fan base that play on PlayStation, and it's only the PlayStation stands and fanboys that would scream otherwise. Um, you know, PlayStation have the best exclusives, that's without a doubt. Um, if Microsoft can get their arse in gear and actually make some good games, there wouldn't be a reason to own a PS5 or PlayStation. Um, but as it stands, PlayStation still is light years ahead of Microsoft. So this 
deal is essential for Microsoft to try and get um, some exclusives or some more companies underneath their belt to try and sort of shit out some better games. But again... Well, if they're going to shit out some 6 out of 10 games, though, is that really exactly, an advantage? Exactly. exactly. And that's what a lot of people are sort of pointing at. You know, you're buying all these companies, you're buying all these game game focused industry leaders uh, and then you're giving them games to make that they've never made before and then you wonder why they get a, a 3 out of 10, a 4 out of 10. Like Red 4, Arcane Studios, that was their first attempt at multiplayer game. Yeah, they shouldn't be making a multiplayer game. They should be making Prey 2. You know, they should be making Dishonored 4. There's, there's no reason why that should have happened. That shouldn't have been a thing. But that game should have been given to a, a studio that, you know, specializes in multiplayer games. I think they've got their whole team that made uh, Left 4 Dead Back for Blood. They could have given that to that that game to them and they would have done a better job than Arcane Studios, even though Back for Blood is the biggest part of crap I've ever played. Oh, Back for Blood is. It's, it's, it still would have been better than what Arcane Studios did because they, they would have more experience. Um, they could have even hired the uh, was it Dead Island team Oh, Dead game. Island, I didn't like. Um, yeah, but Dead Island is still a better game objectively than Redfall in terms of its, the bugs and stuff and the how the game is structured and all the stuff. There's a lot of things to compare to, but in just terms of game structure and bugs, less. There's, that has a lot less um, issues than, than Redfall did on PC, at least. Um, so it's it's kind of weird. This whole situation is weird. But I'm sceptical that this might lead to something good. But like I said, and we've already seen, you know, six out of 10 Microsoft game, Xbox. Doesn't inspire confidence. No, no. And what I've seen, of, the leaks I've seen of Starfield are even more worrying. So, um, you know, it's, I don't know if you've seen those leaks where it's basically Fallout 4 graphics and it, it's like Fallout 4 reskin. Like Fallout 4 76 reskin. And Starfield is a single player game, which I still think I still baffles me. <laughs> it's a single player game and it looks that bad. Um we'll have to see. We'll have to see uh, what the future holds for Xbox and the rest of us will hold our awaited breath on what happens <clears throat> in the future yep. between these yep. guys. Yep. Uh, time will tell on Indeed. On that. Uh, we're done. <laughs> we're done. I, I, think, I think so. Yeah, I think, we, I think we're done. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So that was um, that was another oh, like twelve. <laughs> yes, it is. I know. That's why I've I'm sad. I think we've got. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we haven't got work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. Well, I, you know, because it's. It's tradition, and I think it's only fair, only right to ask. But like, at the end of the podcast, we always ask Beth, and she ain't here, and she ain't probably ain't going to be here for some time now. Um, but because Jelly, you're you're the uh, you're the resident guest to, uh, on this show. I do, yeah. I do have a joke. Do yes. you have a joke of the week? I do. What what do a blind gynecologist and a puppy have in common? I don't know. A wet nose. 
Ah. Right. Oh my days. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jenny. For... <laughs> uh, I, like I, I guess that one's not making it in, is it? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, ah, thank you very much, Jenny. Thank you guys for uh, being, no worries, here. Yes. Uh, being here. Thank you for having me. As always, it's always a pleasure having Jenny in when he, as a guest. He's, you know, uh, always brings, always brings, <laughs> always brings the, the best, the best out of us, I think sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah. I do appreciate you guys you, you coming in, and I do appreciate uh, Freddie as well coming in as well um, as always. Um, you know, when we do it, obviously we're doing these the podcast is a little bit more. Uh, it's a little bit, you know, here and there. You know, obviously we're trying to do them as and when we can do them now, rather than having a fixed schedule. But we do try to aim for a Saturday if we can. Um, it's just how it is now. You know, we're a lot. We're a lot more busier than other times before, or and what know. and what's actually happening in the world of gaming as well, because it's uh, yes. it has been a little dead for a while. It has been, yes. Yeah. So there's very yeah. little to actually uh, report on. Like um, as you said, it's been fairly dead. Like we've unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, we've we're stuck with this sort of some of the games. The the biggest fresh of fresh air for gaming recently has. As we've already mentioned it in, in our like our biggest spotlight this week is obviously Dave the Diver. There's not many of those are gonna come around too soon no. as well. So we we are thankful for, you know, for that coming out. Otherwise we probably wouldn't have much of a show. <laughs> um, yeah. the, is it it would only be basically D four. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, no, I do appreciate you guys coming in to the show. I appreciate anyone who is watching live. I thank Thanks for uh, sticking with us for as long as you have. Um, anyone who was lurking, uh, I do appreciate you uh, being there and watching. Uh, yeah, but as I said, um, this is the podcast. So obviously, if you are listening, you maybe you were hearing us over on Spotify, Spotify, iTunes, now now music, Amazon Music, and SoundCloud, and any other places that you can find a podcast. Really. Um, you will hear us on there at some point. Just, just thanks very much for listening. So yeah, right. Well, that's it. it. I'm packing my bags. I'm fucking off to Canada now. <laughs> <laughs> if you see Beth on the way, let us know. <laughs> I'll send her back. Send her back. <laughs> oh no, she's just got a work permit. Damn oh no, <laughs> she has. Yeah, Canada. You oh, good on her. Yes, Working yes. Nine to five. <laughs> she is. So well done. Yeah, Beth, if you actually ever ever do hear this, um, you'll probably be back home by the time you actually listen to it. The amount of, <laughs> amount of stuff you get up to. Um, but yeah, no, uh, <laughs> um, I will just quickly ask, though, uh, because out of any of us that are streaming, um, if the Freddy Show will be streaming anytime between now and the rest of the week, um, whether you've got anything that you've got lined up, um, yes, I do actually. Um, I'm going to be returning some games, some games that I never, I haven't finished or started, and never like carry on playing. Basically, um, amongst Dave the Diver uh, on Tuesday, I'm going to be returning to The Devil in Me. Uh, this is a game I started a long while ago, and then I dropped yeah. it like a hot yeah. sack of potatoes. Uh, I'm going to be 
going to be finishing getting everybody killed in that game on uh, on Tuesday, uh, and then uh, Thursday, uh, providing that I'm all right to, to sometimes I'm not always okay to, to stream and stuff. Uh, I'm with more Dave the Diver, more Dave, Dave. and um, and after that, there's gonna I'm gonna be returning to um, oh god, I forgot the name of it, more Witcher Three. Gonna, I'm going to be oh, streaming a bit of Witcher 3 as well. Excellent. Uh, oh. trying, to, trying to make some progress in that game and uh, get into the DLC, which I still haven't done yet. You know, I've had, I only had the game since 2016. I still haven't completed it. <laughs> I still haven't got to the DLC. Slacker. Uh, slacking. I always have to restart. <laughs> slacking. Always restarting my game. I'm not slacking. I know. I've, I've lost my save games like six times. I know. I, mean, and, I know. And, and I'm like... It's a big game. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I, went from, I, had it, I owned it on... Xbox, and I lost my save games on the Xbox. I went, I moved to PC, to PC and then the first, the, the other piece, not this PC, the other PC I had, I lost again, lost it, blew up. So I lost my heart, I lost all my saves on that. And then this time round, uh, I've managed to sort of download my um, save game from the cloud, but because all the mods I had are all out of date, I couldn't use that save game. Oh, so no. then I had to start, I had to start again. Oh. So I've started again and started again about a hundred times. Yeah. Uh, in this game, and the, the the where I am now, I think I'm about I'm about thirty hours in. And guess what? The mods I used I don't exist. Oh no! So I've, so I've got to go back to a previous save where I haven't got those mods installed. So I've got to redo like a big chunk of the game, which I'm going to do off off camera. Um, but I'm hoping to go back to that and 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 finish that because it's that is a is an experience that that game. Um, I, I've never finished Witcher either. Uh, I love the game, uh, and I just never get to finish it. <laughs> I, I just, I just want to complete one playthrough with with Trish as my as my lover in the game. <laughs> I, I've I've completed it with Yennefer when I first bought the game. I queued up outside game at, at midnight to buy to buy the game when it came out, and um, that was my first playthrough completion, and then. The DLC came out, and I bought the DLC, and I never finished it. Oh. I actually own Witcher on every on every platform: the Switch, the PlayStation, the Xbox, and the PC. <laughs> oh, that's, that's some commitment there. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's commitment right there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my attempt to try and complete the game failed every time. <laughs> All right. Jenny, yeah, um, sorry, <laughs> sorry, for you. No, uh, right. um, Jenny, is there any? Will you be streaming, well, or will you I'm, be playing any? Is there any games that you have got lined up for yourself uh, for the next? I'm well. I'm, next I'm going to be playing some uh, Star Trek Resurgence, uh, Resurgence and uh, um, probably some Diablo Four. Um, yeah. If anyone's interested, yeah. Uh, and I, you know, obviously, I, I might do a hot tub stream during the week. <laughs> um, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually tempted to. I keep. Getting really tempted to stream Mass Effect. Um, oh, I'd the thing is, like, every time I think about doing it, I then play it um, and then forget to stream it. Yeah, <laughs> that and be, you know, I sort of I'm on Mass Effect Two now, so <laughs> that's how <laughs> bad it's been. But I might actually stream that because I, I Ooh, did a stream of that a little while ago and really enjoyed it. Yes, that would be interesting. I've, mm. um, I've not seen a uh, Mass Effect stream for for some time, so that'd be uh, good to no. sort of like look at that. Um, I could be number one in the Mass Effect streaming on you Twitch. Could, yeah, you could be on the front page. <laughs> <laughs> uh, alongside Amaro. But um, no. Well, yeah, <laughs> yes. Fighting for, for number one. Fighting for number one spot. 
uh, on uh, Mass Twitch. Effect Hot Tub Stream. Oh, that, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah, that would be even good, better, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Mass, Mass Effect. Hot Mass Effect in a hot tub. Yeah. Mass Effect. That, that, oh, that's, um, that's just, that's just probably the Probably known as Mass Erect. <laughs> oh, God. Ooh, oh, no. Oh, no, no. Um, no. Let's let's move on for that quickly. Um, Miranda's in the game, but yeah, hopefully, if you do get around to doing that, I'll definitely. Have you noticed that Miranda is just a, a, a um, black-haired amaranth? It's, they've both got a square head. <laughs> they are they are a spitting image of each other. Have they both been genetically, genetically engineered? Then <laughs> yes, they have. Yeah, <laughs> to be perfect. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. It, it's not quite. No. <laughs> and, that, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call derailing. Tally and Jack as well. Get more in there. <laughs> Tally and Jack. Oh, God. Uh, right. yeah. No matter how hard I try and play the game, I always end up romancing Tally. <laughs> I always go for Ashley. Like, Ashley's just, I just, I don't know. Mass Effect 1 grew on me. Or, or, or it was, um, oh, what's the, what's the blue girl? The Tiara. Tiara, that's it. Couldn't think yeah. of name. Always forget yes. her name. I always I think of her face and my brain my brain just goes blank. Yeah, so yeah, either her or Ashley are my mainstays in, in the game. Uh Ashley or uh, now Jack is good as well. That's another one. Um but uh, no matter how hard I try and play the game, I always end up um leaving Caden uh to get blown up no, by the atomic no bomb. Likes, no one likes Caden. No. <laughs> No, nope. not, nobody cares about Caden. Like unless you're unless you're playing a female shepherd and you're going for the Caden romance, you, you you're not. Um, Even then, you start looking and go, "Ah, oh, there's Garrus." <laughs> yeah, there's Garrus. Yeah, Garrus is Garrus is um, yeah. MVP. He's 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 your he's your best man, wingman. Best man. He, he is. Yeah. He's. He, I've I. Little segue here, Steve. I think Mass Effect has the best character development in any video game medium ever. Made. Oh God, yeah! Like just, just there's, there's nothing that comes close. Nothing comes close to it. Not even, not even their <laughs> other game, uh, Dragon Age Origins. I feel no. like um, I, I feel like that John Travolta tr- uh, meme at the moment. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. do, what? I don't know. I've never no. Oh, sorry to say, but I've never played it, and that's so why I'm not really uh, familiar with it. So it'd be well. You know what I said about um, the Star Trek Resurgence, where yes. you actually give a toss about the characters, right? That's Mass Effect as well, as you actually start you actually giving care. a toss. And there's like one mission right at the end of number two where you could lose people, and I've actually lost my shit where someone has died, and there's not anything you do. It's a random event. Sometimes yeah. there are always ways around it, but there's always a random event. Uh, element in it that you could lose someone no matter what you've done and the amount of times I've got to the end because I've played through it so many times and then someone's died and I have lost my shit and uh, yeah <laughs> um, nearly lobbed my controller across the room and uh, <laughs> oh wow and had to reload <laughs> yeah one of, Mass Effect is the only game series that has a save game system that goes from one to three and actually takes what happens in your game Mm-hmm. Like for like into account, like there's, there's no other game that does yeah. it. Which are three kind of, or which are kind of, um, so which are two gets assim- uh, which are three gets assimilated, which are two save, which is not the same thing. Um, no, you, there's even like if if you don't say for instance you don't play one on two, um, on Mass Effect three you get the um you get the virtual books 
yeah, comic at the start where you could pick all the decisions between one and two. The so Dark can, Horse comic. Yeah, so you can then you can you can skip over like the game one and two of the game. But even uh, then, you do miss out like lots of like little you bits. Miss, you uh, loads out. It's, yeah, I you could probably you could probably I would probably argue you could skip one. And, oh and no, 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 no! Jumping at two, if if you like, wouldn't have a lot of time, and you wanted to like, experience it. I yeah. would say number two, you could jump in because you still get that visual novel at the start. But uh, there's still a lot that comes through on one that um sort of like skips to uh, uh that you need to sort of do in two and get to three. It's like um like the fan. I can't remember his name. Um, but the guy who keeps asking for your autograph and everything. Oh yeah, like, yeah in, know, in number yeah. one, he's just irritating. In two, you get to shoot him in the foot, and then in three, he like you go and see him, and he's um he's really cocked up, but it turns out he knows an algorithm that um sort of like ups your power, um you have to use like your combat power for your your army, um so it's, it's worth like you know, it's little things like that, and uh, like the um the guy if you save uh, the uh, Salarian um Kirahi, uh and then this. The second one, he's um he's actually there. Or no, in the third one, he's actually there doing some repairs. So you get to go and chat to him. Yeah, and, uh, has little touches like that throughout the. Evening. Yeah, and uh, the um, Doctor Morden Solus takes the piss out of him as well in two, yeah, yeah. which I thought was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> he called, called him a total kawaika. <laughs> That's brilliant. It's sort of little things like that that come up, and then um you know, there's like little uh, text messages and things like kind of bits of news. Uh, that come up, then you sort of find out that uh, someone you met in um, like one or two did something in three, um, or you know, so or in a different one that uh, you weren't expecting. Like there'd be someone who you um, you spoke to in one mission, and you sort of you there's a, a doctor, and you sort of think you do have a bit of a, a thing about this. Or, you know, is she evil or is she not? And it actually turns out you're right. She was uh, indoctrinated, and she's evil. But you don't find it out until you read this little bit of text, and it's just like little throwbacks like that that just make it, and you know, and it's a nothing, but it's a, it just adds to the story. That's yeah. extended the podcast a bit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll shut up. Just tell you what's going on. I could talk about Mass Effect all day. But... Uh, yeah, yeah, so could I. Yeah, me too. We could do a whole podcast on Mass Effect <laughs> yeah. and just and just watch yeah. uh, Steve just slowly disappear into his chair. <laughs> Oh god! Um, as for myself, anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we ain't got time for this. I'm going to bed now. <laughs> you can, yeah, I'll, I should be back streaming uh, maybe tomorrow uh, on the Sunday. Um, but Monday, I'll be I'll be doing again the uh, Phasmo uh, weekly challenge. Is always on a Monday. I always do it at Mondays on Friday. I usually do co-ops on Fridays, and then we're probably maybe we'll be back again on Saturday for the podcast. And that is my week. You can find me over on twitch.tv forward slash honeybitsboyfit, B-O-I, or uh, The Freddy Show over on twitch.tv forward slash The Freddy Show. And if you want to follow Jelly Yoga, you can find... Um, uh, you can find me hanging around Freddy's uh, Discord, really. <laughs> yes, <laughs> find us around over there. But he does have a, he does have his own uh, twitch.tv forward slash uh, yeah. We're Jelly Yoga. Um, uh, <laughs> on that slightly extended exit to a podcast, that's it. That's all we've got time for. Thanks for watching. If you want to watch live and again, once again, thanks very much for listening. And a big thank you to um, The Freddy Show and of course, a massive thanks to Jelly Ogre. And uh, we'll speak to you all again real soon, hopefully. Um, 
Goodbye. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>